Welcome to episode 94 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. Playing Rocket League! Uh, that is Scott Prime, who is now playing Rocket League, apparently. I'm Steve, a.k.a. Kilowoggy. Howdy, folks. What are you playing it on? My Switch. Any good? Um, yes. It's really fun. It's very frustrating, but like I don't <laughs> get mad. It's like... <laughs> It's one of those, is, it's so wild, you can't really get mad. So I know I'm like seven, what, seven years behind the curve? It's a, It's been out for a while. It's been out for a while. Steve used to watch on your Roku, right? Is that where we used to watch no, it when we lived together? On Twitch, yeah. On Twitch? Yeah, we could watch it on Twitch. We'd watch people play it, and I'm like, man, I'm too old to play that game. Nah. And anyways, I got it for Christmas. When we got the Switch, I thought, oh, I'll get this, maybe I can play with my kids. Yeah. If not, they can play with it, but... I played just a few games. I wasn't very good at it. And then recently, Jennifer had knee surgery, like days ago. Mm -hmm. And so I took it up there while she had surgery. I finished the old NES Legend of Zelda. I beat Ganon. No big deal, right? <laughs> you know, I did that 32 years ago. Now I'm doing it again. Do it faster this time? Um. Yes, but I, f I was trying to go 100% by memory. Yeah. And even though at ki as kids, we had that old NES book that had all the maps and everything. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? You know what I'm talking about? I, I'm i aware of them, yes. I never actually had a Nintendo. Oh, you didn't? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, they had like this NES book that had... Commodore 64 to computer to Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. Well, they had a, like an NES playing with power book or something like yeah. this that had a ton of maps for like Metroid and... All these things. Well, we had that as a kid, and I was trying to go by full memory of like where things are hidden. I did really good until I got to like the the last dungeon, yeah. and I needed to find this red ring or something because it I absorb more damage that way. And um, I finally went to the internet and found out exactly where it was. <laughs> unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to me, I was there like one dungeon room away. Yeah. Several times, I just didn't have any bombs to blow up the wall to see if there was something behind that wall. But Of course. Anyways, I beat that while she was having surgery, and then decided, to, why not play the Rocket League? And um, I, after a few matches, I scored my first goal, and I screamed, Goal! <laughs> and I like had my arms in the air, and then I realized, like, oh, I'm in a hospital area <laughs> and this little kid over by his mom and dad who did not flinch really when I did this, mm -hmm. he was like smiling at me and thought I was cool. It's like that weirdo is cool. Yeah. So like I've been playing it not a lot, but I think I played like seven matches today right before I came over here. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> well, they have this thing. The good thing is they're fast. It, it's like one of those phone games where you play and you had to earn things to unlock things mm -hmm. they have all these skins and trinkets and stuff that you can trick out your car i'm assuming every car is the same i don't really know i think so yeah it's just like bling for your car yeah well they have a macho man randy savage like <laughs> thing to fit on your car and they had an ultimate warrior skin so i've been playing like this 80s type of beach volleyball matches to earn cassettes and then I purchased those two items so I could trick out my car. Well, that's good. So if you're out there on Nintendo Switch, I don't know if this is cross-platform or not. Just look up Scott Prime, all one word. And currently, that's the only card you have. <laughs> if you might have noticed, this episode is late again. Um, this one for a very unique reason. Yeah. Um, should we go into this? Might as well do it now. I feel like I've told this story 
at least every bit of 150 times. Yeah. So, I guess one more won't Well, just give me. us the quick version then. Last month, on a Wednesday... On a, yeah, it was a Wednesday. You were heading to play the league final. I was playing our league final. Yeah. My Dark Elf team. This is Blood Bowl related. My Dark Elf team was up against um, Michael Grubb, who's been on the podcast, his awesome necromantic team. Yeah. So, I leave the house... Well, actually, in the, in my driveway, I order some food from this place called Louie's, and I leave the house. Going out of our neighborhood, um, there's a little tiny road that runs north and south. There's two businesses on there, but it's kind of a rural road because it leads right into our neighborhood, yeah. right? So I'm going, what, 15, maybe 20 miles at most leaving my neighborhood and I look north and I see three cars trying to get out on 19th street. Then I, there's a truck behind these three cars, another car driving South waves at the truck and keeps driving. The truck throws it in reverse and just guns it. And my first thought is what is this jackass doing? Because right. I thought he was going to be a jackass and pull right into the business, you know, back up really hard and yeah. spin the wheels and drive back in. Then I realized he missed the first business he could have gone into and the second business he could have gone into. And I was like, holy crap, this guy's not stopping. He's going to hit me. And it, everything turned into the I had like the speed force where I could see everything slow motion. Mm -hmm. And it's probably happened in like not even two seconds, but it felt like two minutes because I remember looking to the left and saying, I can't go there because that guy's car's coming. I'd hit him head on. Yeah. And then I looked back up and I thought, oh, damn it. He's speeding up. <laughs> He's getting faster. Oh, my gosh. He's going to hit me. You know, like brace for impact. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I love this car. <laughs> He's going to total my car. And then I just remember going, oh, no, the airbag's going to pop. And I hate the smell of that powder. And I, oh, I was just mad, just frustrated. Where have you smelled <clears throat> it before? Um, when I was in a car wreck with my black Mustang many, many years ago, back oh, okay. when I was married. Yeah. Um, okay. I From that. And um, and I was just remember going like, oh, here it goes. Here's Here comes the airbag. It's probably going to burn my skin. Yeah. And I look down and I just watch it come out as slow as can be. <laughs> it's like watching one of those nature shows where they show a flower bloom really slowly. The wild Kia soul. But you can see the, I can see the bubble coming out and just getting bigger and bigger. And me thinking like, God dang it. I'm going to have to buy a new car. I'm going to have a car payment. Mm -hmm. And boom. And then I get thrown back. Not exaggerating, every bit of 50 feet, maybe 60 feet backwards. Um, yeah, he had to be booking. He he was accelerating as we were going. He yeah. was probably, if I had to guess, 22, 23, 21 in that area. Yeah. You know, a knucklehead male, you know, trying to show off in front of his buddy or whatever. As soon as he hits, he gets out of the car, uh, his truck. <clears throat> and Which probably goes, suffers no damage. I uh, had a little bit, but not compared to mine. No, not at all. Uh, we got the car. He's like, oh, man, F, F. You know, like, oh, I didn't see you. And his buddy goes, man, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and the guy in the truck goes, I thought you told me to back up. And he goes, no, man, I was saying hi. And that's the that's pretty much the story. Jeez. And um, they're a neighbor. This happened in my neighborhood. 
You know that old adage like all ninety percent of ricks are half a mile away from your house or whatever it is. This was in my neighborhood, and um, car's gone, like so gone. I can't even unlock the doors to get to the trunk. Yeah, to get like the spare tire, we had to carry it out through the side. The cops came, wrote a ticket, they hauled it off. Didn't hear anything from the insurance that night. Obviously, this was at six fifty. This when it started. Um, the first thing I did, I called and canceled my order. Yeah, good good call. Then I canceled <laughs> Michael Grubb. Then I called Jennifer. And my thinking was, I just don't want her to worry about it. I yeah. survived. Yeah. You know? And she had all the kids and stuff. But I found out that I should have called her first. <laughs> and she's no. probably, I don't know. No, the others, the others were commitments. So Hers was just informative. Anyways, so she came up. We got all the stuff out. Uh, we didn't hear anything from the insurance the next day. We heard in stuff from the insurance on Friday. Then when they found out that I went to see a chiropractor, because Thursday, you know, I'm kind of sore. So Jennifer forces me to go to the doctor. Yeah. The emergency room. They do some x-rays where I'm sore. I have hair burnt all over my arms from the, the bag. Friday, I wake up like... Somebody twisted me up as a pretzel. You oh, yeah. know, it left me to bake all night. So then went to the chiropractor and all that stuff. And he said, yeah, you're all jacked up and everything. So I've been going to the chiropractor since then. It took almost four weeks before I got a rental car. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Almost four weeks. There was always something. Now, the issue was is it was mama's truck under one insurance. Mm-hmm. And it was the son driving under another insurance. And mama's insurance didn't want to pay for it. And the son's insurance. So I guess they got into some liability of who does what and everything else. But what makes me mad is the insurance never would like just explain to me what's going on. Hey, yeah. we're just checking on you. See how you're doing. We'll make sure you get all this. We know you know. We know you need some rides. You know, it was all up to me. Like, the guy was like, well, you can get some Ubers and just keep the receipts. We'll pay you back. I thought, there ain't no guarantee you're going to pay me back squat. Right. Um, so, I did not get a rental till like, two days before being four weeks. It was awful. Now, I have a rental. Um, they then told me that they finally took liability for the car. Yeah. And then they said, where's the car? And I said, what do you mean, where's the car? You guys haven't looked at it yet? And she's like, no, we haven't had anybody sent out there yet because we didn't know if we were going to have liability. I said, <laughs> I guess the car's wherever it got towed to. She goes, well, where did you tow it to? I said, what do you mean, where did I tow it to? The cops told it off, you know. Come to find out, she was telling me that she sent a letter that says that it was only allowed to be at the tow yard for like six or seven days that they'd pay for it. Yeah. And the rest of the bill was on me. And I said, I've been calling you guys every day, multiple times a day. You're not returning my calls, not returning my emails. I talked to my insurance. I said, why hasn't anybody told me this up to now? I said, you realize the wreck happened in my neighborhood. Yeah. And if I would have had to have me had to hold on to the car while you guys decide who fixes it or the problem, why wouldn't I have towed it to my house to begin with when we're like a quarter of a mile away from my yeah, house? Yeah, for sure. And she's like, well, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what to tell you. You know, we sent a letter. And I was like, well, I don't have a letter. I'm telling you I wouldn't be upset about this if I would have just Known. didn't care about this. Yeah. I said, why would I let it sit and cost me more money? 
I said, I think you guys are going to pay for this. It's been over three weeks. You know, this is right after it's been over three weeks. And um, long story short, she told me I was wrong and I'm going to pay for it. And then I said, well, my insurance didn't say anything about this. And then she told me what a disservice my insurance did to me, giving me (laughs) advice. And it threw me through the roof. I was ready to drive to Missouri and take out somebody. Yeah. Um, I said some things and I... I don't know at that point if I even apologize for saying it. I said, you're going to have to understand. You sound like the person that would not have taken three weeks not to get a rental car. You sound like the person, you know, Yeah. tried to throw it back at her. Long story short, finally, I had I did have to go get my own money, get the car towed to my house, and sit in my front lawn after three plus weeks. Um, They did pay me back, though. Yeah. Um, They finally had a guy come out and look at it. I have a check supposedly in the mail right now coming my way. (laughs) And then finally, maybe once I get that check in, get it cleared at the bank and can go get me a new car six weeks later. Uh, It has been awful. I've been having to borrow rides. Yeah. Um, During this time, I was supposed to go for a new certification at my job. Um, So like... My stress levels are through the roof. I mean, Jen just had surgery, so you've been having Jen to deal with that. Jen had knee surgery coming. The chiropractor's like, You're, <laughs> your heart's about to explode. You need to calm down. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they said my blood pressure's super high. Yeah. So I'm getting going to the doctor in a couple of days for that because no doctor around here is going to get you in really fast. But anyways, that's what life has brought me lately. And, and, and in this time, we were days away from going to Buccaneer Bowl. Yeah. A tournament I've been wanting to go to for two years now. Same. The same tournament that I couldn't wait to play the team I was taking. And then I went out and found a Dark Elf pitch by GW that has the, the, the boat mm-hmm. because Buccaneer Bowl is played on a pirate ship. So I spent $50 on that to only be like four days later not go. And since you didn't go, I wasn't feeling well, and I didn't want to go up. Oh, it was the day after the Weird Al concert. So oh. I would have gone to the Weird Al concert, stayed out late, and then had to get up early to drive and then come back the same day. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, so I this feel... This going to kill me. I feel like the wreck wrecked other people's tournaments. I feel like it's put all this stress on us. Yeah. I mean, like, going to see Spider-Man <laughs> two weekends ago was... I take Jen and the boys and drop them off. Then I come back home and grab the girls. And then we all go over there and we watch the movie together. Mm-hmm. And then I take people back and forth. It's crazy. It is. Um, I will say, when you first sent the photo, or when I first saw the photo, I'm like, nah, he wasn't paying attention and ran into somebody. No, not at all. <laughs> That's not the case. Because there's there's like, there's so many instances that something can happen that to hit you in the front sure and like 0.01 percent of them is the other driver's fault yeah and when you said that i'm like damn the cops showed up yeah and he's like so uh you didn't you just didn't see him and ran into him and i said hell no (laughs) i said it's his fault and the guy luckily was just like no i did it i backed up that's huge and i gunned it and like he was very like straightforward at least that one night that i was around him you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but I knew I was in trouble when 
the mom walked down and she told me how good her insurance was. And I thought, why does this feel like the biggest curse <laughs> in the world? Don't worry. Our insurance is really good. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have her number, and there's so many times I just want to text her and go, you need to talk to them, but I know she can't help it either. Well, and again, with it taking that long, if he was driving the vehicle, if he's not a rated driver on her policy, then it's supposed to go under his, but with him being underage, then he could still qualify, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, those insurance will fight over it, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah. All I wanted somebody to do is act like they gave a crap. Yeah. You know, and... I, and I don't even know. When we get to the injury claim, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean... I mean, at least you're not horribly hurt. No. I mean, my back hurts. But That's the great thing about the Kia. So, I mean, they're super safe. Yeah. And, you know, now the process I realized is <sighs> buying a car is awful. Yeah. yeah buying is. a house, buying a car is just two terrible things to do in life. Mm-hmm. It is awful. And um, I don't know. Speaking hey. of other terrible things, you want to go to the podcast? <laughs> That's pretty terrible. Why are we going to go on somebody else's podcast? Are we well, going no. to like go on to anything ours. but a one? No. Oh, we actually like them. Oh, oh, you meant like to just on to yeah. ours? Oh, on to. I'm ours. sure people are sick of hearing of car talk. I don't know. Maybe people care. What? I, also, so what I did. realized, I posted it, and people were very. You know, I, don't, nice. I don't know about your area, but let me tell you something. In Oklahoma, I'm looking for cars, trying to just replace the kia soul every car is black white silver gray some smattering of red and then very like 10 percent is like blue or yellow green or something like that and then like in this process of looking for a car i've just started looking at like parking lots that's all that's in there you know you don't see much anymore it made the whole world feel like it's just black and white and boring yeah you don't see tan much anymore. No, you know. Back in the eighties, you see all kinds of tan cars. I found a few brown Kia Souls. They're yeah. called latte ones, mm-hmm. and they're gone as soon as they're out there because they're probably a different color. Yeah. Ugh. I don't want to get a white, black, or silver <laughs> car, and I can't get red because you have red. Well, I mean that's how it works. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get a better red car than you, and then you're gonna have to change. It wouldn't take much. You got a better car last time. <laughs> What, one year? I have a 2011. Well, all my kids do is talk about your car because it has the fancy lights around the speaker. Yeah, that's part of the reason I bought it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) in my kids' world, your car's not. Dad, are you going to get a car kind of like Steve's? That's what I get. Well, also, the two-tone interior is much better. And my seats don't say soul all over them, which is a huge deal. That's true. Yes, I guess we can do some podcasts and talk about Blood Bowl. Thanks for everybody's, you know, thoughts and prayers or whatever you want to say concerns concerns is a good way oh and jennifer for those who care she's doing fine she's healing up really well they took a bunch of cartilage out of her knee and uh yeah it was just big it was in and out an hour or so yeah hour hour and a half for the actual procedure for the actual yeah she was probably under for about an hour or so and uh, they took a bunch of cartilage out and said well you're probably gonna need knee replacement surgery one day so oh yay so that's a good uh, future omen for her so hey well we did this last episode but i guess we're doing it again we're gonna go over new stuff because elves have come out yes awfully fast yes and then segment two i went to a tournament you played a final so we're gonna kind of talk about that okay 
And then segment three, I've got a surprise segment that Scott doesn't know about. I have no idea. Not a clue. I'm actually really looking forward to this episode because I haven't talked to you anything about your tournament that you went to. No. So, like, I've been holding off. I've been around for, like, an hour. He even called and was like, I want to talk about it, but I know I'll save it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm excited. So, I'm going to hear some things for the first time, too, listeners. So, I guess we'll be back with, uh, which one? The new stuff. We're going to talk about the new what stuff. Else? What else? Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Okay, like I said, last month was Halflings, this month is Wood Elves, and next month, who knows? I assume nothing, but Lizards will be announced eventually. Is it odd that these are almost back-to-back Yes. Yeah, I'm sure there was some delay that caused them not to arrive in time, and then this one arrived on time, so that's why. You think that's what it is? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Okay. There's some interesting changes with this new stuff. Not, there is? Well, it has a Warhammer logo on it. All What's, the stuff now has Warhammer logos. All the stuff? Well, maybe not the magazine. Hold on, I don't... <laughs> I think it's funny no, that you pointed does. to this Warhammer logo and nobody could see what you were talking about. I know, I was showing you. That is interesting. But yeah, they all have Warhammer. Now, another thing, I was talking to Michael Lewis since we went to the tournament, and he said that all of the games workshop stores are being rebranded into Warhammer stores. Really? Yeah. So they might just be changing their global identity to just be Warhammer. Right. And then offshoots of said game, I guess. Okay. Because it has a logo. It's kind of neat. It's a lot easier to remember Warhammer. I guess some of the stores were, you know, they get a lot of questions like, do you sell Pokemon? Do you sell Yu-Gi-Oh? Do you sell video games? Games Workshop. Games Workshop, yeah. I got you. So Warhammer does make more sense, but I'm wondering if that's a just a new branding thing or if it's just something I'm blowing out of proportion. Well, maybe. Or, or maybe not. I don't... Yeah, uh, Ken Henschliff up in Canada showed it to me. I was like, oh, well, that's it neat. Is, so we don't buy anything like 40K or anything like that. So I wonder if the no? same logo's on them. I would assume so, but I don't okay. know. I would assume so too. I mean, it's a nice little logo. Yeah, it is interesting that you mentioned that. I did. I did not notice that at all. No. So, so we have a new Spike magazine. We have a new Wood Elf pitch. We have new dice. New we team. have a new team. New team cards. New team cards and inducement pack. Yes. So, what do you want to talk about first? I say we save the magazine for last. Okay. Let's talk about the pitch. Okay. So the pitch is I. Again, these pitches are awesome. I think they look great. I actually bought this pitch. Really? I did. Because it's elves? I I don't know. I'm kind of in this mood lately, like maybe I should buy these pitches. I think it's because it's really bright colors and looks like a football field. Yeah. Um, I would, <laughs> even if I had a chance to buy it for face value, like normal retail, I don't think I'd buy the goblin pitch at all. Um. The Nurgle pitch is not one of my favorites. Yeah. 
Um, the chaos field, I think, is interesting. But, yeah. like, the halfling pitch I had to have, this one I was like, ooh, I really want that. I do like this one. And, again, the rules are just kind of odd. Um, you can go for it one more time than normal. Mm. So that's really good for a fast team. Sure. As what else? So that makes sense. And then, if during the first half, three or more casualties have been suffered in total across both teams, the fourth's aggression has been sated and the season changes. The second half, um, you subtract one from all armor rolls as part of the block or foul action. In addition, add one to the result of all dice rolls made to see whether a player is recovered from being KO'd as the spirits emerge from the tree hollow to care for the injured. So it's interesting. So I have not opened mine up yet. Are are those rules on a card inside the book? I don't know. Okay. I don't open these things. Oh, you don't at all? Not anymore. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to play on it. Well, I was going <laughs> to... I'm an idiot. I mean, I'm just buying it to support the store and everything. I, I actually like playing on them. I wish the dugouts and stuff were built in. I mean... Yeah, that's... Really, I have no reason to buy them besides I think they kind of look cool. And... um. I didn't even get to open my Dark Elf because we didn't travel to that one tournament. Yeah. I do like that they have the optional rules. I just, if those optional rules are on this little cardboard box only, I don't like that. It's probably the case. <clears throat> I, I assume so, too. This The least of these rules make more sense. The halfling ones were horrible. Oh, yeah. So next up, I guess we can look at the dice. Got bronze, squirrely with bron green. Bronze and slime green or something so it's kind of like a coppery i think they were trying to go for fallish colors yeah i mean i these, like them they're okay i bought them i don't know i'm not looking forward to like ever using them <laughs> no where like the dark elf ones they're that purple color with the yeah. white they really pop these are just okay the Dark Elves are awesome. The Undead's awesome. I really want to like the Elf dice. I even bought extra ones of that. because The I light I'd, blue ones? Yeah. Uh -huh. I thought I'd use them. But after kind of using them, can't see them too well. Yeah. I mean, we're just older people. I mean, when I was checking out the store, somebody saw like me checking out and getting those Wood Elf dice. Now, what are these for? And I was like, Blood Bowl. Man. Wow, they make dice now? And he knew about Blood Bowl. He's like, maybe I need to order a pair. I was well, like, okay. Good. So... I mean, he's younger. He liked the he liked the look of the wood elf dice. I, did, I they're okay, but if you said what would be better, I don't know what I could tell you. Yeah, so. I will say, dice seem to sell. Like any store I go to, they're pretty low on dice, or they're out completely. Mm -hmm. Teams sell decently. It seems the magazines sell, but those freaking team packs, they oh, no. just sit. I agree. They're just too expensive. They're full <clears throat> of crap, and not many people care anymore. Uh, before we get to bashing that, though, the the actual team itself looks nice. Yeah, the Athalor and Avengers. It's got us, you know, a bunch of like female options for some of the players. Now, apparently, these are also horrible to put together. Oh, are and, they like the Dark Elves? Yeah, and they also sit on. Like, one of them attaches to the base. None of them have slots. Okay. Completely no, oh, you no have slots. No slots. And then one of them attaches to the base on just the whisper-thin, like, leaf thing. 
like a blade of grass. Oh, uh, well, it must be this dude over here. Yeah. So, yeah. some people hate it, and then other people are like, just use plastic glue and it, it's fine. I say it every time. <laughs> I like how these look. If I somebody gave me one, I'd buy it. I don't need to buy these. Well, but, but but if they were maybe more of them were on two feet and they weren't on a, a blade of grass or just on their tippy toes, I probably would be suckered into buying these a lot easier. I like these being those that dynamic, though. That fits for these. I don't have an issue. And you're right. With this team, it does fit that. Yeah. I, I do agree with that. Even the catchers don't look like they're just jumping up. Like straight up, like those mm-hmm. old fifth edition or whatever. Yeah, third edition uh, no, they're pro fifth. elves. The fifth. Okay. Yeah, those were terrible. These look like they're at least in motion of running and like saying like, "Hey, I'm open. Look yeah. at me." I do like them, but I'm just I don't want to deal with gluing little things again. They're not built for me. I think these are wonderful. You know I th- what? I think the design's nice. I think they're very they're different. Mm-hmm. I think they and look they're great. Not, they're not so different that. You know, like, you know how people hated, like, the Nurgle uh, Pestigores? Yeah. Because it like, ran over reindeer with branches. Yeah, they, these are different. Seeing them in person, I like them better. Yeah. But these are different. It's just a different Wood Elf team. So, here's part of the issue I th- just thought of a while back. We, unfortunately, don't play in a giant league. We don't see a lot of people with the new figures. If we started playing against people that only had the new figures, we would probably change. We quick. would be buying new figures because they are just so much bigger and they're, more yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. It it they're great. They just really are. No, I I totally agree with what you're saying. But where we have everything, then it kind of defeats the purpose. Well, I mean, I might buy more of these this stuff too if I wouldn't have to buy two of these box sets yeah. of these wood elves or if there was a team booster pack that came to the stores you know what I kind of want to do since elf union is a union between all the elves <laughs> get off get all when, the teams and yeah. do different positions when a high elf team comes out I assume they'll do it then get the extras because you know everybody buys two boxes should be easy enough to get get everybody's extras, extras and then make a real elf union team yeah that would be kind of neat. And have them painted like just a little bit different. I mean, this is never going to happen because I'd have to get other people to paint my stuff. Sure. I think you're 100% right. I think if we played in a league where 9 out of 12 people had new teams, we yeah. would go like, well, I'm going to go ahead and buy these orcs because I'm going to play them next season. Yeah. I mean. Not a big deal. Yeah. Let's talk about the cards. Um. So the new team pack, it's a team pack. I didn't even open it up. I just don't care. Okay. I mean. What are we going to say about it? They haven't said about every other pack. Sure. You know what? Look, it's too big. It's too expensive. Not only is it that, I'm sure this is full of those blank cards that no one ever uses. Okay. And we didn't even talk about the prices on everything going up. Oh, I was going to wait that till the end of that. But okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can talk about it now. Prices on everything went up. I don't even know why how much because I just told Brian, the store owner, here's my credit card. I don't even want to know. <laughs> It's like you're... <laughs> Steve, you don't have to buy everything. It's like Blood Bowl is my fan- financial dom. I exactly. Just, you just hand over the money and you don't even know what you're getting for it. I want to support the game. I want to support the store. It may stop in the future, but as of right now, I'm just I being the sucker. All right. So your inducements cards. 
What do you think of those? So moving on to the inducements cards. I guess it's not wrong if we go through what's in them. Yeah. Because we're not giving away anything. People can tell. So we've got a kickoff table, which is really handy. Assuming it's all done correctly. I assume it's copy and paste. Mm -hmm. We got a, a current weather thing and a weather table. So that's nice. We got the old agility table. Sure. That we used to have. And a passing chart. I think that's good too. An official passing chart from GW. That oh, is, so now nobody can say nobody like, can complain. Is this way. Yep. This Every is single it. person who's like, well, no, the new edition it's seven, not six. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Are you going by the new rules? Are you going by the old rules? Because I'm going by the new rules because it's so cool. Right. No, dude. It. We have a card. It's <laughs> official. Shut up. Now, as to interceptions, eh, that's still wonky. Another thing. Uh, we have our throw-in template, which shows you how to do it correctly, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And then the glorious scatter template, which proves to every freaking person in the world who ever doubted that it goes with the two-headed north or in a cardinal direction. I don't care which direction. Right. You mean you don't put one right there? <sighs> yes. They... <laughs> Just so many people. Well, it doesn't matter. It goes one, two, four, th five. Eight. Just, uh, I hate all those people. All you people. Well, no. See, if I just put the one there, then it's a one, four, six, three, seven, five, eight. I mean, it makes sense. No, you're not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree with you. It was all. developed for a reason that way. Just freaking do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so moving on from that. We got our horticulturalist of Nurgle. Okay. With the picture. Drukai sorceress. So these are all the, the little things that are in the back of the spike magazine. Yeah, they're in the inducements. The new inducements. Mm -hmm. So I like this. Chaos sorcerer. Uh-huh. Some the of them have artwork. Crot shockwister, who does not have a picture. No, I wish they all had some type yeah, of artwork. Yeah, that kind of bothers me. Uh... Galandril, Silverwater, Fink to Fixer, Horatio Schottenheimer. We got a frog when they get transmogrified. And then the Hireling Sports Wizard. It's actually on two cards, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, right. Kind of bugs me, but. Uh, we got our Halfling Chef. We got our Plague Doctor. We got our Igor. Wandering Apothecary, extra team training, which just seems weird, but yeah, we got it. Well, they need to fill some space. Yeah. I mean, they're never going to say that, but... Bribes, which is good. It feels like they could have put, like, on the back of the card, you know, like... So, somebody stomping somebody, or, or a referee. Like they did with the weather, just put, like, five money bags, yeah. so you can show how many you have, or mm -hmm. something. Um, we got a Bloodweiser keg for 30k. What? So, yeah, we're getting into the, oh, by the way, we're going to raise all the prices and give you screw-ups. Right. How hard is it? I mean, it's right after the meteorological, the, the weather mage, and the weather mage is 30k. So I'm sure someone screwed up and just didn't copy it, right. put the information in, but... I don't care how many people you have there. This is unacceptable. 
Well, here's the deal. Neither one of them should happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if this was a small company, yeah, like the creators of Deathbath, you yeah. go, oh, well, there's only two guys doing it. There's got to be at least four guys doing it at GW. And this has been a rule that hasn't changed <laughs> in, in, in 25 years. At least, yeah. I'm, to my knowledge, I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. the kegs have always, Bloodweiser babes, have always been 50K. And maybe it's something that is outside of their control, like they sent it to China, whoever manufactures it, and they screwed up somehow. Sure. But if that's the case, then correct it, because they should have got a demo beforehand, or they're just playing fast and loose and not... Um, I'm sorry, this needs... We need to have a new card. If I bought well, this, well, the, this need, I need a new card of this sent to me for free or put in a freaking white dwarf in the future. Exactly. That's Period. what I was going to say. Put in the white dwarf or you send them to your, your Warhammer stores. Yeah. And you say, if, these, if, some, if Steve walks in and gives you this old one, give him this new one. Yeah. Now, you, being a collector, would probably go buy a new set... <laughs> And keep it sealed, I w- which is fine. I would have to. They, yeah. they make money that way. They do. Me, I would go change it out and be done with it. Yeah. The bad thing is, is you want a game to grow, and then you might have a rookie who buys this, and then him and dad's playing at home, yep. and then when they come up to league night, they get mad and want to argue with you. Yeah. And can you fault them? No, not no. at all. So, I agree. I, I think it's ridiculous do I hate them? Do I think they need to burn in hell? No. No, they made a mistake, but this is a, such an egregious mistake. Something needs to be done to correct it. That's sure. my opinion. And I like your idea, though. I mean... Because that would cost nothing. They send it... To, or even send to these stores, you know? Yeah. Give everybody a warning. In two months, if you bought this product and you would like to get your card, blah, you know, yeah. bring, bring your pack in. And we'll it, give you a free card. You don't even have to give us the old one. Yeah, Keep it th- as these a cards, idea. It can't cost that much money to make the cards and then just ship them out with other stuff. Keep going through the cards and we'll continue. Um, we got a weather mage. We got our cheerleaders. We got our assistant coaches. Carry Cold Steel. Papa Skull Bones. And a match record with the team right because anybody in the world is going to buy a pack of these cards and they're going to write down their their stupid matches on a card and carry it around to them they might hi i know you're playing me at i'm not gonna i'm not gonna complain about this card that just is what it is well if they said it's built so you can make copies of it and keep one at your store league and you can see this or that fine you mean like in the old days where they would give you the rosters and go, yeah, go ahead and make copies. It's fine. If that's what they're saying, fine. But I just think it's, I'll throw it out there again. Who buys these cards and then starts drawing on the back of the cards to keep their records? I bet not many. We know of one person confirmed. And that's it. Okay. That's still one more than I expected. So, uh, what? Uh, you put these up before I wanted to. Oh, you sorry. To- Okay, I don't know if you counted the cards. I believe there's 26 cards in that little box. Oh, I didn't. Um, I could be wrong on that by one or two, but I believe these card sets cost us at our store $27. <coughs> what? So you're paying about... I paid 27 bucks for that? I'm 
pretty sure you did. Holy. Or at least for your card pack you did. And I think these are about the same price. Um, okay, I take it back. The dice they now at our store. absolutely need to get that fixed. The dice at our store cost $15 now retail. The magazine not, is $15 retail. I'm not... How much, how much is the team? The team was... The 40, I'm guessing. I don't know. It was 35, so I don't know where they're at now. I did not buy that. I know the the fields went up, I think, by two or three dollars itself. Fields were Here's expensive to begin with. I was buying two sets of dice and two magazines. One, because I want Mr. Pete Nifton to continue drawing magazines. And I know it doesn't help, but if 500 people buy one extra magazine, yeah. that's 500 more sales than they, they can see in their thing. And maybe they keep doing these. I love these magazines. And so I'm trying to support with my dollars. Yeah. Um, but we might now start getting to a price where it's a big difference spending $25 and $30 for two magazines. I know yeah. it's not much, but at some point there is a breaking point. Sure. I get that. Do I need two magazines? No. Do I need two pairs of dice? No. But that's what I've been doing. bucks for those cards? <clears throat> I believe so. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, you're not using any new art. You're not creating anything new. You're copying and pasting and failing at that. <laughs> and it's 26 I'm paying a dollar a card when cards cost five cents to make. Um, yeah. They that's ridiculous. They don't cost much. Um, here's another thing I wish they would do. Now, of course, they would probably say, well, we charge that much. Otherwise, we can't make them. Okay. I, okay. Don't make them. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know how useful they are when we have the same rules in the magazines, but yeah. they are neat. They are. The thing is, is like, I don't need to have them in plastic, like a plastic sleeve, like a magic sleeve or something like that. But yeah. at the same time, I don't know why they just don't make some. So we would be tempted to buy them. Sleeves? Yeah. They did. They oh, did clear with a big logo on yeah, them. Yeah. Now these those won't work with these because these are double sided. The inducement ones. That's very true. Um, so and there have been multiple people online looking for stuff, and I've I've found ones that work similar, but I have to cut the top some. Okay. I mean, I just I know they have an odd size. I'm fine with them having their unique odd size. I'm all for that. I'm all for them doing that. If some people are buying these and they're filling them out, let them do that. That's yeah. fine. But, yeah, the typos are really important, especially on that type of rule. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could have just included some inducements in the team pack instead of those stupid blank cards. Wow. And I, done it in two releases. I totally agree with you with that. That would have been a lot better than all those blank cards. Yeah. Is having the inducements that are in the Spike magazine over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, all this stuff is really odd to me because at the same time, they're charging this money. And then every time there's one of these releases, there's 100 people online wanting a free download of it. It's mm -hmm. like, why don't you support them and buy the store? Well, I just want the rules. I don't want to. I'm not giving GW money. It's like, okay, I get it. But also, every previous edition that has been available has been available online for free. I, I, I guess I get that. I get it. I mean, 
I understand that they want you to buy the box, which apparently there is more rumors about a new box coming next year. Like With. new new rules, new box. Okay, well, we'll see. We will see, but I was telling someone that with more rumors coming out that maybe they're doing like a kill team version of Blood Bowl, which would be like a Blood Bowl 7s. So then you could just do one box and be fine, and you'd get a smaller pitch, you still get the rules, Hmm. maybe. So that would be the new rules. Like you're not actually changing the core rules. You're just doing a new game. A different version of Blood Bowl. Yeah. For people to play. Okay. Dude, what if it's Dungeon Bowl? You know how happy we'd be? Oh, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be really happy. So it's possible. I mean, the thing is, if it's if it's brand new Blood Bowl rules, we're going to try them out. If we don't like them, we're going to stay with these rules. Is there any possibility we'd like them? The new rules? Yeah. If they were drastically different than the regular Blood Bowl that we play now... Is there legitimately any chance we'd like them, no, no matter how good of rules they are? I think... Wouldn't we automatically have to hate them? <laughs> because they're just different and they're not our Blood Bowl. I, it, it's hard for me to fathom why you would change the rules now after right. releasing so many things that really are positive for Blood Bowl. We don't agree with... The team card pack, I think, is great. The blank cards, I don't think, is great. You want me to buy every one of them? Re-release them without the blank cards. Make them a little bit cheaper. Boom. Done. Bought. I'll buy them again. I'll buy them. Sure. Um, I bought the inducement cards this time. I bought a magazine this time. I bought the dice this time. I bought the pitch this time. I did not buy the Wood Elves because, frankly, that's one of the (laughs) newer teams that I have painted. You know, I've only played them in one tournament as my Wood Elves. Yeah. So... I'm going to stick with them, but they're they're nice models. Yeah, absolutely. They really are. And every time I complain about a model being on one foot, that doesn't mean I don't think it's a beautiful piece of art. Mm-hmm. That means I don't want my clumsy hands dropping it, stepping on it by accident, or just filling with it on the pitch and breaking it off its little toes. Yeah, but I don't think the new ones do that. I mean, the, they might the not, but I don't tails, care what anybody says. The Skaven Tails are terrible. They, I've had some that break at a moment's notice and i've had some that have fallen on the tails and been fine sure so it's just kind of a crapshoot i'm saying no matter what i will never buy a scaven team sure i mean if you said it's only 20 bucks i probably still don't buy a scaven team i say just all cut the, off the other tails. teams all the other teams i would buy yeah. if you say hey scott there's a steal from snurl team 20 bucks boom gone i love the look of the scaven team though i love the look at them i'm saying they're too fragile for my monkey hands sure <laughs> all right are we going to go through this Spike Magazine journal? Sure, we can do that. Okay. Since it's here and all. All right. So uh... so normally I go through the inside cover, and they have the team painted and names, which is always awesome. Mm-hmm. This time, usually it's about 90% old stars, I would say. Maybe one or two that aren't. I would say it's only a few old stars. It's usually... Are you talking about like Lord Nuffle and stuff? Yeah, usually the names are in there somewhere. Uh, This time, Morwen's not. The uh, Cathrian Waterfall was an Elfheim Eagle from the Stars book. Okay. Isis knew. Jim was in the second edition box. Luarn Proudbow was in White Dwarf 101. Yeah, he was a star player lineman. Norain is new. 
Edriol's new, Celion's new, and Dasith or whatever is new. Yeah, the Lauren Pradbo is the only one I recognized. And Which I is thought weird. Jim Goldstar was around, but I don't. What, is, what was he? Yeah, just it was like second, a blurb. It was in the second edition box. Oh. I didn't actually check it out. Yeah, Lauren Pradbo was a star player, like a little star player card. And he was a, like a lineman back in the day. So I find it weird when they change these guys to like catchers and stuff like that. Oh, but, hey. Is that new? What's that? Very bottom. Games Workshop website, Forge World website. Um. I think it is. Isn't that one of our chief complaints usually? Is yeah. that Let me go double check. Sir? What? Are we being too literal? No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it. Found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir. How about you? Not a thing, sir. What about you guys? We ain't found sh So I thought this is new, but I guess it's not. You're no. telling me it's been around since the first one? Yeah, I just went and checked. It was in the first one. <laughs> okay. Well, we're idiots. It's very small, though. Yeah. And you wouldn't... It doesn't say go here to buy new models. It just says... Well, that's... that's website. <laughs> so I still feel justified. Um... Then we have the Welcome Back Sports Fan, which is the L. Ron Elfman, guest editor of the Spike magazine. You know, the normal intro. Yeah. Being all kooky and fun. We got the breakdown of the team. We got what positions they are. We got ourselves some famous Wood Elf teams. The Laurel Lorne Paladins actually say that they had two trees at one point. So... If I remember right, that's where that Proud Bow guy was from oh. in the White Dwarf magazine. Okay. I could be wrong on that. Um, There's a lot of fairies and stuff with this. Yes. Because it, it, it really goes into the fluff, the idea that the elves receded, went into the woods, and made friends and with all of nature and all the creatures and everything there. Right. These are like the hippie, tough elves. Just, well, they're not tough, but they're also not, they're not savages. I wouldn't, they're just elves. They're wood elves. I mean, they're, every, they're everything you think a wood elf would be. I got the feeling reading some of this, though, like you didn't want to be in the forest with these guys. Isn't I, that what you kind of got the feeling? Not so much from the elves. Everything else? Yeah, I think it's just <laughs> okay, because it's nature okay. and they're trying to play into the wild aspect of it. So the famous Wood Elf teams, this is where I, I'm like either super excited or I get bummed out because like I love seeing old school teams from second edition, first edition, yeah. wherever. And we have the Bill Bali Ar Archers and you can see some of their miniatures you know, throughout the um, old second edition stuff like little painted models and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And the Laurelin Paladins and then... Pine Craig Pioneers, which is okay, team name. And then the Green Glade Rooters, which I hate that team name. And they're also not technically a Wood Elf team. Well. It's a team of forest spirits. So Spites, Dryads, and Tree Men. Okay, let's talk about what you just said there. Yeah. When I first read this, a great many Spites, comma, Dryads, and Tree Men. Mm -hmm. I thought they meant to say Sprites. 
Everybody does, but no, Spites. So did I Googled Spites. Okay. And I got like the definition and stuff like that. It was not until I, t- I typed in Warhammer Spite mm-hmm. that I got that these are a little race of like, you know, creatures. Mischievous elves. I mean, fairies, yes. basically. Yeah. But, but it took me looking up Warhammer Spite. Makes I'm sense. saying, if I wouldn't have even done that, the one of the first things I would have said is, man, there's a lot of typos in this. <laughs> oh, there's still a lot of typos in this, but, but I, that's not I one of them. I figured that there's no way they could have miss, <laughs> miss, you know, had a typo of Sprite versus Spite this whole time. So no. the Spite is a creature in the old world Warhammer universe. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I thought, like I said, I thought they... It, why would it not be a sprite? But this also just it, this plays into the fluff of the universe that if you want to play Blood Bowl, we don't care what you are. You can play. You don't have to be a a race specific team. You can just do whatever you want. I'm I'm fine with that. Sure. In these things, I just don't want fifty teams in our game. I don't think we will. I know. But I'm, I'm just saying. I I don't mind hearing yeah. little stories of this and that. Yeah, yeah. Or the tales of a. Wood Elf team with two Treemen. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that stuff. I don't. I don't. Not a big fan of the name. It's it's fluffy and it works, oh. but it's not like one of my Scott approved names. Yeah. Speaking of going back a second to the team, and speaking of misprints, we forgot to mention that inside of the team box, it lists your catchers as nine movement. Oh. Yeah. See, that's not good if you have brand new people. No. They buy that and they buy the inducements and go, look, I got nine movement catchers and I can induce a keg for 30k, all from the stuff the official source put out. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That's that's really important because you might, somebody might play some Blood Bowl, watch yeah. an orc team, play a Skaven team, and then they go, well, I'll just jump on this right now. And then they buy them and they write it up and they write all over their cards that they have nine movement and then and, they show up for league night and they have eight. And why would you, you know, you already bought the team, you've got the stats, why would you look anywhere else for them? Exactly. You know, you might buy the magazine, but maybe you don't. And just, hmm. uh, so weird. Uh, we got a breakdown of the team roster and the stars. So nothing changed on the team roster that I saw. Not that I can tell. Okay. And then I think we'll get to the stars when we get to the stars. Am I stupid? And yeah. I just want all Treeman just to have timber and end it. Oh, I didn't even notice. But yeah. I mean, I get why maybe halfling Treeman have it. But why not? I mean, if somebody wants to keep four wood elves by their Treeman, I'm okay with that. Also, call it a wood elf Treeman then. Like, the Chaos Minotaur is different than... Um, the the enslaved minotaur yeah that's a good point all that stuff if sure. they're i mean this should be pos- i guess it's position but still i mean yeah you're right me, i didn't even think to, about it to me that's not not even close as like oh that's too powerful for a wood elf team. oh no <laughs> we're talking about treatment yeah i would love i i play with when i rarely play wood elves i play with the treatment because i want to play with all the positionals mm-hmm I don't think you should play with the Treeman, though. Not usually. Not efficiently, at least. No. So, I, playing wrong, 
So I would love to play against teams that have a Treeman. Agreed. Uh, we got new star players. Do we want to go into that or wait until after, until we get to the actual... Oh, sure. We can do that. Yeah. We got uh, our team spotlight on the Athelor and Avengers. Yeah. I find this funny how they talk about them winning a Blood Bowl. Yeah. And I did not go to the lore enough old to see like where this fits with the old fluff. I think it's like Blood Bowl 36. 36. Let me go look. Do we know when 36 would have been? No. 2496, yeah. Athelor and Avengers. So it is listed. Okay. Okay. So they talk about Blood Bowl, them winning Blood Bowl 36 against the Death Squad, which is like a big deal, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when you go over to Team Profile on page 8, Team Colors, Team Owner, Head Coach, Players, Team Honors, doesn't mention the Blood Bowl. Not at all. Is that crazy of me? Well, also it says most improved hairstylist and Spike Magazine's most punctured player award. Are those awards you would get as a team? I don't know that either. That, that was seems gonna be, odd. That was going to be part two of what I was going to say. No, Most punctured right. player award. Seems it doesn't, odd. Yeah, it seems it's like a player award. So I don't know if something messed up there, but surely you would have listed like winning a Blood Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, it's mentioned elsewhere. I mean, it's a team honor. But if it's mentioned elsewhere, then they don't really need to put it there. It's also not mentioned in the career highlights of this team. Which, to me, makes it feel like maybe somebody wrote page 8 and somebody different wrote page 7. Well, that's weird. Which is possible. No. Well... One thing I was going to get into later, which is possibly me nitpicking, is there's multiple... I'm probably wrong on this, so don't jump down my throat. But it feels like this issue has a lot of stuff repeated where instead of doing like a new write-up, they just took the previous page and just kind of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then not a whole lot of, I mean, we've got some cool little arts of the spites and stuff, but it seems like a lot of the art is just rehashes of other art that they have out there. Well, so I'm probably wrong on that. Let's but, keep going through the magazine. So anyways, in the career highlights on page eight, there's nothing mentioning them winning the Blood Bowl. Yeah, but that they mentioned that in the beginning. <laughs> they mentioned it on page seven. Yeah. But... If we were talking about a pro soccer team or a pro football team, and we're talking about the career highlights, and the team only won one Super Bowl or one league championship, we probably would have mentioned it during the career highlights or the team honors. Again, it just feels like Steve wrote page eight, and then Scott wrote page seven, and we didn't really have a big, long conversation on maybe one of the most important things in a league's in just, a team's history. I think this is just other team honors and other career highlights. Okay. If that's, that's my take on it, it, that's fine. So I don't have too much of an issue with that. On page nine, we have a cool Hall of Fame Athlon Avengers roster. I, I love these. I think it's cool. I like seeing how yeah. they kind of give some players start, you know, like uh, skills and stuff and what they give them. There's a guy named Honeydew Meadow. Who's just a rookie lineman with no nothing, and I like that. I think yeah, that's neat. So, 
And then they've got the special ability that when someone gets pushed down in the crowd, the crowd might keep them for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's kind of neat. We really should maybe try to do something. We always yeah. say this. Keep, keep saying that. I really want to do it like a, just a tournament with these teams and see how they play out. Yeah, yeah. That's never going to happen, but we could. No, it's not. Uh, page 10, Jordell Fresh Breeze. I still, Looks cool. Yeah, this is a pretty cool picture. I'm assuming this is what the new model is going to look like. Um, Big long spike glove. Is there already Big a model, model out? I can't remember. I don't think there is one for There's an Eldrill. There is an Eldrill. So this also has listed that Jordell played over two decades and then has the dates listed as 2476 to 2794. Yeah, I saw people complain about that too. Yeah, you would think maybe, uh, again, double check something we're going to be paying out the butt for. But he got the, it says constantly retaining the blink and you missed it award between those two dates. It is over 20 years, but it's also over 200 years and well into the future. Oh. Yeah. But that's that's a different place. It's the second oh, paragraph. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about mm, 2476 to 2794? You're saying that yep. uh, somebody missed the... Uh, it would be 2494. Right. I yeah. got you. Okay. I, I mean, mi- I missed that myself. But. Just saying. Yeah, but that's kind of a big deal, or it is to some of us at least. Um, another thing is on that spike card, mm-hmm. his position is listed as Blitzer. Instead of War Dancer? Instead of War Dancer. Yeah, that's interesting. He is not a Blitzer. He is a War Dancer who likes to Blitz. But the war dancers are the elf blitzer. What elf blitzer? I, I get that. You get that. But at the same time, if I was brand new, I'd go, why is this this way? I mean, because there's no blitzer position. There's no blitzer on the team roster here. I know. But maybe in universe they're called blitzers. But I've always assumed that war dancers are the elf blitzer. They're okay. Just, they're so skilled at blitzing that they have dodge and leap and all that, that they're a war dancer level person. Yeah. I wonder but, if um But if I was new this would confuse me and drive me nuts. Trying to think of the other ones. He's also six six and hundred and fifty one pounds. Well he's an elf, so that kinda makes sense. Yeah, he's hollow, I guess. Yeah, I'll give him that. Um, I don't have a huge issue. I don't see anything that's changed with him. We go no. into career highlights, it goes through stuff. Um It does it, it, it does mention twenty four ninety seven. Them winning the Blood Bowl. But they won it in 2496. Well, it says 2497 under his. Well, that's another problem because it's 2496 when they won it. As mentioned in the Hall of Fame squad. 2495 to 2496. Mm-hmm. Plus when it started in 2460. 36 later is 2496. Well. I'm telling you on Career Highlights, page 12, aiding I, the Athlon Avengers to victory I at know. the Blood Bowl 36 against the Orc team, Death, the Death Squad. I'm just the saying. match came down to the final seconds. The winning touchdown was scored by Jordell himself, leaping off the head of a black orc before sliding between the legs of a troll to make the score 2-1. to one. Just saying it's, it's wrong. You know what bothers me about this? Hmm. <laughs> they Death spell squad. orc. 
They spell orc. O-R-K. Like it was some Warhammer 40K guy oh, doing Lord, this. Oh, they did. You know how many times we... But later on, they'd spell it O-R-C. Exactly. That's why it feels Jesus. like you got to sign this page. Rodney got to sign this page. I got to sign this page. And then we're going to give uh, Alan page six. Man, I can't believe I missed that. And you know how many times we get a Warhammer player playing Blood Bowl and we tease him for spelling it with K's? I see it all the time online. I don't even mention it anymore. I don't either. But then they do it here. All right. Well, we've already proved that just because GW has something in a magazine, it's not always right. <laughs> um, then we get the Mindy Pie Whistle, Dirt from the Dugout, page 13. Basically saying that Jordell is petty and wants to buy the company to screw over the other guys Let's screw the dark elves over yep and then uh page 14 we get swift vine glimmer shard the spiteful spite um okay let's just go 130 7236 loner disturbing presence fen sidestep stab and stunty can only play for wood elves yeah i don't know what to think um, I mean, it's a good figure. There's no secret weapon, so you can stab to your heart's content. It's neat. It's a different take. It's annoying. It fits the theme that this is the forest, and if you come with the uh, at the yeah. Wood Elves, you're messing with the forest. Yeah. So I give them that. I just don't know what to think about it. I, I mean, don't think I'd ever take it. I don't think I'd ever take it either. I, I kind of wish this was playable with the halflings, though. I was going to say, I might take this against a halfling team or something. Instead to of maybe the bombardier. This would be better than the bombardier lady. To me. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean. I'm not, I'm not, I don't love it, but it's fine. I don't hate it either. I no, mean. No, it's definitely different. I like the artwork. Yeah. The artwork's nice. It goes through the career highlights of this player. Um, I think a lot of times, though, when I see all-star players for Wood Elves, this is a team where you're going like. Dude, even if I'm down players, I'm not going to be able to afford any of those star players. Um, yeah. And then it goes from that to the how to play Wood Elf for some reason. Right. And they got, uh, I guess, the online player Don Vito to do this article. Okay, but why does it go from star player spotlight to playbook and then to star player spotlight? I don't know. I really don't know. I guess it went from star player from Jordel to the dugout to that to the... Okay. They're just not... They're just mixing it up, I guess. But I get the feeling that it goes from Jordel, which we know is one of the top, mm -hmm. you know, Wood Elf stars. And then are they trying to tell me that this Swiftmind Glimmer Shard is the second best one to take? No, I think it's just... They just want to showcase new. it because it's new? Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. So we have this, let's see, from 16 to what, page 21 is where they talk about strategies and things to do yeah. with the Wood Elves. And we also have the Coffin Corner with some dead people. Yeah, those are always fun. Um, all the strategy stuff, I mean, I get it. It seems pretty straightforward, but yeah. I also feel like... It's good if you're new. If you're new, it's probably really knowledgeable to anybody who's played Elves before, especially Wood Elves or Pro Elves. You're going to get beat up, yeah. but you're going to have four agility everywhere. And even if you have six players in the field, you have a chance probably to score. Definitely. So 
Then we get to page 22. We have Willow Rosebark, which seems like the third player that they're showcasing. I still don't like her, but I tell you, I like this art, which is very similar to the actual model. But I like the look of it much better than the model. Because the model's painted all nice and colorful, where this is dark and foreboding. Mm-hmm. I like this. I think I'm just so set that my little dryad chick that I model that I use for Willow Rosebark is more female with leaves and stuff on her. Yeah. That this is not the look I like. But it works. It works really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it goes through her two pages of her like career highlights and stuff like that. She hasn't changed at all that I noticed. I don't think so. 150 gold pieces, Dauntless, Loner, Sidestep, Thick Skull, and she can play for Amazon, Halfling, and what else? So, Next up, we have Zolkath, the Zoat. So have you ever heard of the Zoat? No. Are they Zoats? I always called them Zoats. Okay. We'll have you ever heard Zoat. of these? Nope. Okay, so how many legs does he have, Steve? Well, from this you can't tell, but they have four. Okay. Did you look them up? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I... Th- I thought, because based on, I use Jeopardy logic, says, his quote is, everyone keeps saying I'm the dark horse of Blood Bowl, but I'm a zote, not a horse. Right. So that made me, and he, his picture is kind of wonky. Covered up. Yeah. Right. So if you, I'm only going to go by memory. I didn't look this up. I was going to, but I just, I just didn't. Last seen in the 80s, I think. <laughs> it was in the old Warhammer role-playing game that yeah. I still have at my house, and I had this Big adventure plan for my group when I was running the thing. And they were eventually going to come across a Zote and get, like, some magical weapons from him. Like, if mm. they helped him out in this situation. But, yeah, he's like a centaur. A centaur or whatever. So, to me... But he's a, a lizard one. Makes me wonder... It makes me think of the Green Martians from John Carter from Mars. And oh. they, the main one there is Tars Tarkas. Because they have the four legs and the two up on top. So I was wondering if maybe Zolkath the Zote was kind of like a playoff of Tars Tarkas. It might be. Maybe. I was very happy. That's like a real stretch. but I was happy for this in the fact of like, oh, that's cool. He plays for Lizardman, Amazon, Wood Elf. I yeah. think that's neat. I, I wish he was included with Halflings as well. Because supposedly from what I remember that they were like, they're like, very legendary like the unicorn and it basically I could says be wrong. they're rare to find yeah yeah they're super rare to find but i think it's a cool thing that they pulled something way out of like the warhammer history to bring into this yeah and then it made me mad that we refused to acknowledge the aliens <laughs> that took over the world yeah. at one point not the f- space frogs but the aliens <laughs> That used to rule the old world until they slowly slipped away. Pretty sure the Zotes were aliens as well. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's a small part of me It's like, maybe they're going to give us the slant eventually in Blood Bowl. But this was really neat, and I would have never, ever thought we'd have got this. No, definitely not. I mean, you could have told me we are getting Lucky Luke back before this. Yeah, for because sure. Because... When I saw this, I was so excited. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a zone. I wish the picture would show more people of this because yeah. nobody knows. No. And the artwork doesn't show that he has four legs. It just makes you think he's a lizard man. Yeah. So. Which some people were like, well, are they going to rename the lizard man Zotes? No. no, because it says lizard man down there. Right. 
No, this is like your bull centaur, except it's a lizard mainline. Which is interesting. We got another new one. Gloriel Summerbloom. 160, 724. I guess we didn't actually go over the Zotes. Oh, I guess, stats. yeah. Here, let me do that real quick. Sure. He's 280. He's 5529. Five, Disturbing Present. Juggernaut. Loner. Mighty Blow. Prehensile Tail. Regeneration. And Sure Feet. He's like if you did a cross between a bull centaur and um, a, a, a Crocs. Yeah. But slower. Yeah. He's pretty much like that. Disturbing presence is interesting. Well, I think I like how they're using that as like, it's not because he's icky or whatever. Right. It's just that he's legendary and like, holy crap. Like, ooh, that's what's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Gloriel, Summerbloom, the we Flower are, of Spirit. We're on page 26 and 27 if you're following along at home. Well, if they're following along, they can just see the words yeah. and the pictures. No, they're following along. Okay. Uh, 160, 7247, Loner, Accurate, Dodge, Pass, Sidestep, and Sure Hands. This is a really good one for like a, a new Wood Elf team. Need some inducements. Is this replacing... Um, Dolphar? Not Dolphar. But, well, you could think about that, I guess. No, the other thrower that we used to have, Soarin' Hightower. We used to have a yeah pro-elf, Soarin' Hightower. I thought he was a high elf. Well, I think he played with high elves, too. But I, I can't remember all the teams he used to play for. So, if you want to look him up real quick. I'll just look up wood elves. No? He's not on the list for them. Okay. He, he couldn't play for them, so. Okay. But, um, I thought he might be the replacement for that. Dolphar could, and he was more of your passing guy, but okay, it's not that great. I think it's odd that this one's kind of like a slow catcher. I mean, the two strength, seven movement, but it's obviously a thrower. Yeah, for sure. So maybe they're trying to show that she's weaker. Well, uh, what are the thrower stats? Throwers are seven, three, four, seven, I believe. Yeah. And they're ninety. So I mean she's a good value. A accurate dodge, pass, sidestep, and sure hands, that's pretty good. Oh yeah, real good. So But yeah, I guess maybe she just doesn't want to get hit. Uh next up, Kurnoth, Darkwald, two forty, seven three, four seven. He's the wild war dancer. Loner. Dodge, Frenzy, Jump Up, Leap, and Wrestle. They don't need another War Dancer. Jeez. Yeah, 240. Is this is this if you just don't have enough for Jordel? You go, well, I'll take this guy. Yeah, but you take Eldrill. I mean, it's weird because it's, it's like right between the two. It's a good piece. but Yeah, I just don't. I don't know about this one. I, I get what they're doing. If you told me this guy had all these skills and Mighty Blow... I would say, okay. This feels like... Because then like, he'd feel like the wild war dancer, because he has my Oh, blow. yeah. But you can't keep him down, frenzy and jump up. Oh, that's true. It feels like a corollary to the dark elf. That's the extra witch elf. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. The Mordrig Hex? Yeah. Okay. Feels like the corollary to that. Okay. And then the quote-unquote lesser star player, Eldril Sidewinder... No right. changes. Well, he's a sea, well, sea elf. Does it say that? Yeah. Elder Sun, sea elf oh, of yeah. distinction. Wood elf and sea elf society, duh. Well, it just says, yeah, okay. 
Then we have Maple Half Grove. High Grove. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is High <laughs> Grove. That makes so much more sense. He's like half a grove. Well, I thought he was half grove because his strength's only five. Give me a tree man that looks like this and put it to the store. Oh, yeah. So he Maple High Grove is 300 gold pieces, three movement, five strength, one agility, ten armor, grab, loner, mighty blow, stand firm, tentacles, thick skull. Now, first, I thought this is ridiculous. Why don't we just have deep root for this team? Deep. Right? Deep root's too good. Well, and he also 300 gold pieces? Yeah. Okay. But this guy offers tentacles, which I think is very interesting. If you're a wood elf team... Oh, he's doing exactly what you want for a wood elf team. Right. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about... Maybe you can tie up three people, and they're stuck there yeah. while you dance around the other guys. And the grab? Yeah, for sure. So I really kind of like this, actually. I um, think... I, I would much rather see him than putting Deep Root on this team. That's for sure. Well, if, at the very first, I thought, why didn't they just put Deep Root on this team? Yeah. And then after looking at this, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. That, kudos to them for trying something different. But I like the art. Oh, Why the art- can't that be a stupid figure that we can get at the store? <laughs> Agreed. Agreed all the way, Steve. I do like the Because I'm artwork. sure as hell not paying 66 bucks for one tree man. No, I'm not. Not either. including shipping. Although you buy two sh- tree men, it's free shipping because it's over $95. <laughs> Yay us. Yay us. So then we get an interesting fluff piece, which is the Beneath the Canopy, a guide to Athol Loren. Which, the guided tour is sponsored by 572 reasons why mortal races deserve to be exterminated by Melancholy Willow Branch. I mean, it's interesting. It's fluff, so I like the fluff. It goes into a bunch of different weather tables. I like the weather tables. I think they're cool. Uh, like you can have like a spring ones. weather table, a summer weather table, an autumn weather table, and a winter weather table. And they're really not so off-the-cuff no. crazy. It's kind of like, yeah, we've had you know rainy weather, so we're going to call this the rainy weather mm-hmm. and make it you know, a little bit Yeah, it's different. just a little bit different, and I like it. Yeah. Then we get the chat with the rat. And then we get our mighty blow with Pete Nifton. Yeah. You know what we don't get? We don't get any new inducements. No new inducements. No nope. new wizard. No legend. What was the uh, the super legendary star players? Oh, well, we don't always get those. I know that, but I thought we would probably get one with this. That's true. Yeah. Not that they need one. No. I mean, they have the Swift Twins in there as part of their... I guess we didn't mention them. You know, that's weird because they don't even mention the Swift Twins. No, anywhere in... Well, on the one page that we skipped because you wanted to talk about well, them yeah. in the other part. Well, there, so yes. all, all their star players are Eldril, uh, Jordell, Morgan Thorg, Willow Rosebark, the Summer Bloom Girl, uh, Swiftwine, Glimmer Shard, Maple Highgrove, Zolkath the Zote, Kernoth Darkwald, and then the Swift Twins. But yeah, they don't mention Morgan Thorg or the Swift Twins, which I guess... Come no. to think of it, they don't always mention Morgenthorpe, so... No. I guess they don't have to. You thought the Swift Twins might, like, just in a little blurb of, Did you know? The Swift Twins once tried to show up, but the forest wouldn't let them in because they're greedy. Or something like that. But yeah, yeah, so we get Mighty Blow. No um, new inducements is weird. Right? 
Well, didn't they want to give every race its own wizard? And well, that's what we thought of up until this point. I thought they were going to up until this point. So for five issues of Spike Magazine, what's your overall opinion on all this stuff? What do you What do you mean? All the new stuff. I like it. Okay. Um, like I said, so the pitch looks really cool. I still think they're too expensive, but at least we get them. The team's really awesome. I don't have any problems with that. The inducement cards are way too freaking expensive, and it has an error, so that's just wrong. The team card pack is just stupid at this point with those cards inside of them. Um, the magazine's awesome, as always, and the dice are awesome. Okay. Magaz- this is the first... Every time I've read one of these Spike magazines, I've always told you, like, wow, this thing makes me want to play Chaos. Oh, I kind of want to play Undead yeah. now. Ooh, I think I'm going to play some Dark Elves because I read this magazine. This is the first... <laughs> I'm going to say this, and people are going to be thinking like I'm poo-pooing it. I like the magazine. Yeah. I read it. I sorbed it. It just felt like if the... Maybe the there was a team of 10 people that wrote all the ones before, but it really felt like different people were writing different sections of this that maybe weren't talking to the other people. Yeah. It, it felt like it was done quickly. Yeah. And this was the first magazine that I read that I put it down and said, nope, I don't need to play what else because every other one made me go like, Ooh, maybe next league I'll try chaos and do this with them. This one did not do that to me. I agree. There was something different about this. And like I even mentioned before, it felt like there was a certain point where they were just repeating stuff instead of doing new stuff. Almost everything in it felt rushed or maybe everybody's heart wasn't in it. And, it's also wood elves. We don't care about wood elves in the slightest. So that could be hurting it. You think that that's it? I don't care about Name chaos. Your, what's your wood elf team? Uh, the Oak Hill uh, Outlaws. Okay. And I fine. have this whole theme of like okay. life and death and rebirth with the Force. That's fine. I don't have that. <laughs> and I have female players and male players before they had female yeah. players and male players. I've played wood elves one tournament, I think. That's the extent of my okay. playing with them ever. I agree that that's not a team we gravitate towards. Yeah. But I'm saying I read the chaos one and I'm like, ooh, maybe I should do this for the league. And I read, you know, halflings are, they even go in a kind of a different direction of white trash halflings. And I'm yeah. still like, man, maybe I should bring my team back and play them. That'd be fun. This one did not do it for me in, in any part of it. I mean, like. Yeah. I mean, the, the comic was so-so, in my opinion. This issue six if you had to rank everything from top to bottom, this is the bottom on everything. And that's yeah. not a knock against the artists in here. Well, actually, some of the art. It was a lot more there, simplistic this time. It wasn't so and, many and polished like you images. Said, you were, like you were saying, on one page, it would talk about how they had a battle against the orcs or something. Mm-hmm. And then in the next little blurb, it would say almost the same thing, almost paraphrasing yeah. it. That was used a lot in the magazine. Yeah. So it, I thought I had in my notes that it felt like a lower budget or repeated art. Maybe I'm wrong. Like there's something there that we're both picking up on independently. So we can't be the only ones. Okay. Well, and I'm not bad mouthing it. I no. still th- no. when I see people going, anybody going to give me the rules for those online? I just want to scream at them and say, <sighs> go buy the magazine. Go buy the magazine. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. If you don't buy stuff, they're going to stop doing stuff. And we're on issue six. We need 18 more of these issues. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Because I want them to get to a point where they have an all dwarf one and an all orc one, even though orcs might be boring. I want yeah. an all human one. I think that would be really neat. I could see them doing that. Um, but maybe. I don't know. I enjoy the fluff stuff. This one was just somebody has to fall on the bottom, and this one was the bottom. I agree. And it kind of came at like I was like really amped up for this, and then like I, I read it, and then I felt like I just left Avengers Endgame. <laughs> uh, Do you like it? Yeah, nah. but I mean, but you're supposed to love it. It's the greatest thing ever. It's the best movie ever. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. Go, go sit on a rope. <laughs> uh, I'm very glad though. I looked up, uh, you know, Warhammer spites because otherwise I was like, man, they they got sprites wrong almost everywhere. No, in this they book. <laughs> they got that right, but a lot of other stuff wrong. So. All right, it's okay. So hopefully next time, which will be lizards. Which hey, we can shoot hopefully. these things out every three months and take our time and get everything right. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know why this one either was rushed or the halflings were delayed so much. I'm pretty sure the halflings were delayed. And if you look at the schedule, it just makes sense. Okay. I mean, well. Just how it is. It's okay. I don't hate you guys. I'd like a new card for my inducement pack. That <laughs> yes, that at least they need um, to do. That's ridiculous. You know, that, like I said, the dice aren't, I'm so, not so crazy about the dice, but I don't know what I would have done better. And try, we know from tournaments, Make look like coming up a bunch with a different color theme oh, yeah. dice is kind of hard, gets t- tiring and hard at some time. Are they supposed to look like wood? I think, I think it's a dice. fall, maybe wood yeah. thing. But eh, anyways, yeah, we've rambled enough about this. Yeah. So get out, buy your stuff, support your st- local store and all that. And we'll be back with some miscellaneous other chatter. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about Steve's adventures to the first that I know of, Springfield Tournament. That we didn't run, yeah. That we didn't run. (laughs) Run by people from Springfield. Yes. Yeah, Joe Smith. At Mega Games, Meta Games Unlimited, <laughs> great place. Gave away tons of stuff, and so let's talk about your adventures there first. Okay, because I oh. I want to know. I was me oh. and Jennifer originally wasn't going until she got this knee surgery scheduled. So yeah, and when you did that, I was like, well, I'm not going to drive five hours by myself and get a hotel room and do all that. And of course, you know, Brendan like, well, you can just stay with me. I'm like, yeah, I don't like to impose. Plus. I like to have my personal space and right. You like to be totally naked when you sleep. I have to be right. Not that I want to be and take care of yourself. It's about just four if, times. If I don't, then the Lord's like, dude, I gave you that body for a reason. Don't cover it up. Right. It's weird. And you didn't want to tempt Brendan's wife and all that. Yeah. They, they seem really happy. Yeah, they do. So right. Anyways, figured. Uh, so Michael Lewis ended up going and since he was going I'm like, okay, cool. So we made a weekend of it. So did Michael, is his whole family relocated yet? Or did he drive back to Tulsa, then you met him in Tulsa? He drives back to Tulsa every weekend. Oh, my gosh. After working the overnight shift. Oh, my gosh. That's changing. He's going to do it like every other weekend now. And they, if you're not following Michael's life, which I don't know why you guys would be, he's now currently in Memphis at a much better job. So they're going to be looking and probably making a house, building a house. Oh, that's cool. So if they do that, then they'll rent a house for a year or so to get that done. And then the kids and the wife will all come down. Okay. 
But yeah, right now, he drove back to Tulsa. I picked him up. We went to Missouri, hung out. We went to a steak place that was like all of the decor was like a step up from Texas Roadhouse. Okay. But the food was all a step down from Texas Roadhouse. Oh, okay. Except they had fried pickles, which were really good. Has nothing to do with anything. Okay. We had a review we'll get to later that talks about our talking about food and stuff. But (laughs) Okay. It just is what it is. Um, So. I took my Dust Devil tryouts again. Basically trying out my World Cup team. I cannot wait till you get done with the World Cup. Me too. So you start playing with teams with names that you care about instead of this dust devil tryout crap i'm trying not to care about the team i'm trying to care about wins and stuff and that didn't go well Uh, so did you try eldrill yes 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 instead of jordell trying out eldrill and i came to a realization if you want the full report i going over it in the world cup report of probably the week after this comes out or the same week either way um Oh, I, I see. The, the World Cup is more important than your both down pockets. No, I'm saying that I go into more in depth there. But the main thing is between the two teams, Jordell on a team is that team is Jordell and two blitzers. That's it. That's my team. I don't need to worry about anyone else. Okay. That's it. What Eldrill does, he makes it a completely different team because now I get a thrower. Now I have the catchers. Now I have. I mean, on the Eldrill, I mean, on the Jordell team, I have a catcher, but he's kind of like secondary. Right. But now it's a much more rounded team, and I'm having to learn how to play that correctly, which is the better way of going. So I appear to be taking Eldrill to the World Cup now. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is, um, I mean, did like his hypno gaze, did that bail you out sometimes? Like, oh, I can do that for this. Yeah. Um, So for my roster, it's basically my my day one roster, which is Eldrill, a thrower with leader, two blitzers with dodge, one catcher with dodge, one catcher with wrestle, and a lineman with wrestle. No, wait a second. And one reroll. You just said two blitzers. Yeah. Oh, they're pro elves. I was going to tease you because in the wood elf section, oh no, you talked about how they're not called war dancers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so this is a this is not exactly because I can't do more than three of one skill due to okay. the rules. Okay. And I can't take two skills on one person. Okay. So my catcher would normally have block and dodge. So what I did is instead, since I'm trying to test out the team. I just didn't. I just knocked off the skill, and I'm 30k under. I didn't add fan factor. I didn't add anything, so I want to test it out as is. Okay. Because I didn't want to take another skill and think, because the the team would play differently, even though it's playing differently anyway. So in Iowa, you played down by 100k. This and was in on this purpose. Tournament, you played 30k down on purpose, though. Okay. So um, my first round, I went up against a uh, Camry team and this whole is Brendan Smith. This whole tournament's themed around Mm Scooby-Doo. So they have Scooby-Doo themed star players. Okay. Uh, This is a Camry team with a guy named Scraggy who is seven, two, four, seven, seven, two, four, seven loner diving, catch leap, very long legs, dodge fan favorite and coward. 
which basically means if he hits somebody, he has to roll foul appearance, and if he fails it, he doesn't hit. Okay. So I like that. I like that. That skill is awesome. I thought that was so really cool. So he gives everybody foul appearance. Essentially, he's yes. Scared to hit him. Um, but seven move and four agility on a Camry team helps a lot, huh? It helps a lot. <laughs> I I ended up losing this game two to one, but I essentially was one. I made a mistake. I was going down the sideline. I used Eldrill to open up the sideline. His scraggy guy was there blocking my ball carrier movement. So I put the catcher up, and then I blitzed with the blitzer who had the ball, forgetting that I didn't need the assist. So because I, the area is too strength. So I wasted my catcher. Mm. So if I had my catcher, he could have gone around in front of my blitzer to protect the front, but he didn't, so he's able to get in front of me. He blitzed me, one die, pow, ball goes out. He gets the ball, runs down the field, wins two to one. Gotcha. But it was a mistake on my end against a Camry team that is much better than a regular Camry team because they shouldn't have a four agility right. seven movement guy. So I felt, even though I lost, I felt good about it. My second round was against an ogre team. Um, guy's name was Matt Schuler. And this one, I mean, it's an ogre team. I knew I was going to win. I ended up winning three to nothing. I did five casualties to his three. Okay. Uh, he had block and break tackle on his ogres, three of each. Okay. Real simple. He ended up getting the ball with his ogre one time. That was annoying. And he goaded me. <laughs> I kicked the ball off, and it went to the end zone, like one square away. Mm-hmm. And his snotling went back to pick it up, failed, and the ball went into the end zone. So I, this is another one of those situations where I used Eldrill, opened up a lane, blitzed with my blitzer, casualtyed the snotling, and that I had one go for it left. And he's like, come on, man, go for it. What's the worst that can happen? I'm like, the worst that can happen is I fail my go for it and fall and die. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. And he, and he fell and died. So uh, I failed my go for it, used a reroll, succeeded, failed the pickup roll. Oh, okay. So that allowed him to casually my catcher. And at that point, I start thinking about bonus points. And I'm like, oh, crap. By doing this, I'm screwing myself over on bonus points because if I don't get the three touchdowns, I don't get more than two casualties, then I lose out on, you know, basically four points. Still able to make it up, but we were having a great time. It was a lot of fun. He's just a great guy. So... I allowed myself to be goaded into it because it didn't really matter. I knew I was going to win anyway. So you and Michael came from out of town. Mm-hmm. There was 12 people in attendance? There was 12. Michael was... and I, I think, were the only f- people from out of town. No. There were two guys from Nebraska that okay. we had met at uh, Three Die Brawl before. Okay. And then... So they had my next two op- locals? My next two opponents, I think, were local. That's good. But I don't remember if... Like, they were local, local. They were in the area because the guy was stationed there and it was his kid. Okay. Well, still, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. So. Uh, Third round went up against Perrin Franklin. He's a younger kid. He had Skaven. On this one, we had Pouring Rain, and I failed the first pickup on my first turn. And then he brought a gutter runner in the backfield. He only had two gutter runners. 
but he brought one of them into the backfield. And I was like, well, I really need to pick up this ball. Otherwise, this gutter runner is just going to grab it and go. <laughs> well, I this is the second thing I did. I put a guy by the ball, went to go pick up the ball, and failed. So that was my whole second turn. Then his gutter runner got it. I bashed him, hit him, knocked him down, got the ball free, finally. I went to throw a pass with my passer. First game, I forgot I had a thrower completely. <laughs> well, you haven't been practicing with one so right. long. And so this time, like, I have I have pass. My catcher is right there. And if I can get it to the catcher, he, he moved forward. So I knew if I get it to the catcher, he can just run down the field. Even with his fast movement, I was fine. I was golden. Well, his the only person who could intercept the ball was his gutter runner in two tackle zones with the rain and rolls a six. <laughs> and then just dodges, walks in, done. Like, damn it. So I was able to score pretty easy when he kicked off to me. Not a big issue. So second half, he kicked... Um, Kick off to him. I'm able to get back there. I get the ball. I go down the sideline. And he'd already screwed up by putting one of his gutter runners by the sideline. So I pushed it out of bounds. It kept going. Mm -hmm. So I've got a super cage in the corner. I've got my catcher right in the corner. Then I've got three guys caging up around that. And then I had four or five guys caging up around that. So there was no chance he can get me. He This was on like two turn two or three. And he didn't even come for me. He sat there. And then like two turns later, he started coming for me. So I just sat there and I sat there. Well, he finally got his people up on me. And we're tied one to one. And I know his play style at this point. He just gets the ball with his thrower. And he's going to chunk it down the field to his gutter runners. So I didn't really want to give him a whole bunch of time. Because I figured I could probably hold him off. Mm -hmm. But even if he failed the pass and got the ball down there... Gutter runners are paying the butt. Sure. And I figured I was safe. So he put some people on me, and he put his thrower in the end zone. Right in the end zone. And I'm looking at it, and I go, all I need to do is get rid of that thrower, and then I'm perfect. I'm fine. So I dodge away with my blitzer and immediately fail. <laughs> and then he bashes one of my guys, gets into the cage, knocks my throw my catcher out of bounds, the ball bounces in, still have two turns. He puts some people by the ball. I'm looking, and I'm trying to figure out how I can get it. And it's near impossible. But I make a couple of chain pushes, and I've got Eldrill to the perfect position that he has to get up, because he's on the ground, dodge into a tackle zone, dodge into a tackle zone, dodge out of a tackle zone, go into the end zone, come back out, to where the ball is, surrounded by two people. <laughs> um, but it's right behind him. It's not next to him. Mm -hmm. So it's just a go for it, a pick up the ball in two tackle zones in the rain, and then a dodge and a go for it to score. So I'm like, even without all that, I'm like, at least I have a shot. And I, make, I go for my dodges, and he'd been doing this before, but it wasn't as big a deal before. He started rooting for me to fail. One. One, one. I'm like, dude, just, just don't, don't do that. Were you playing William Tubes? No, <laughs> no, he was there. I didn't play him though. Um, but then I dodge and one, one. I'm like, don't. And then I failed the one that goes into the open square. Uh -huh. And 
I'm like, just please don't do that. But it's effective. I don't care how dim effective it is. It's not cool. And then I failed the reroll. So ended up tying one to one. <laughs> do you want to break him into? No, because he was generally a good kid. He's just kind of new, and that's what he does. Well, I told his dad because his dad asked, and I'm like, it's not a big deal. But oh, I just this didn't was like the, the kid, okay, yeah. the younger kid. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's you learned that in time. Yeah, I wasn't. And too if upset. they're probably playing the league, I mean, we know sometimes. Yeah, Toops does that. Yeah, and that might be a league thing where they think it's cool and everything. So either way, I told him, and the dad's like, "Yeah, that's not cool. I'll talk to him about it." That's cool. Then the final way round. To, way to get a kid in trouble. I know. I probably didn't get to stay up late that night. Probably not. All because of you. Hopefully. Do I really have to go to bed at 8.30? Yes. Either that or I whip you again. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So I played the dad, final round. He's playing undead. So he wasn't having a good tournament, I guess, if he's playing me. Right. And this one... um, So at this point, you're one, one, and one? Yep. Okay. I kick the ball to him, and he cages up immediately. And starts walking down the field. I'm like, okay, fine. I play the game of, I put some people behind him, and I put some people to the edge, and just let him walk down the middle. You know, I'm just, I just don't care. Don't hit me. You walk down the middle. He's got three ghouls, but one of them I was able to bait out of the cage, so he's in the backfield, and I just start hitting him. I start wailing on him every turn. Like, the cage can go this way. This guy's going to stay here and get hit by three, four people. Never heard him. Went down yeah, every why, turn. Why, why would you? Never heard him. Seven armor. Why would you? Um, so, he's got the cage going down the field. It's his turn seven. Then it goes to my turn uh, seven. And I make my push. I engage a couple people to cancel the tackle zones. Eldrill comes in front, cancels the tackle zone. And then I do my blitz, one die. I get the both down or skull, I forget. I mean, or pal, one of the. I knock his guy down. The ball bounces away. And it bounces to his mummy who gets it. Now, what can you do about that? And I, I just. I left my catcher there to be annoying. And he had to do some blocks to get rid of the guy. But yeah, then he, he was four squares away from the end zone. And just, gotcha. there you go. It's like, I did everything right. I can't fault I mean, fault if he that. rolls a six for a bouncing ball, that's, yeah. I mean, what do you do? I mean, there were people on him. So, absolutely. And then um, he kicks off to me. I basically go down the pitch in two turns. No big deal. And then I kick to him. And it's a the kick goes towards the line of scrimmage to one side, and he gets some the ghouls over, but I'm able to get in there and um, get a block on the ball carrier, so I knocked him down with my blitzer, and the blitz is annoying because block dodge sidestep he can be right there on the ball guys, right? So he's right next to the ball guys. I went to do another block or a dodge or something, and I failed. That left too many people in tackle zones. His next turn, he KO'd four people mm. in one turn. That's game breaking. 
I had I had at that point four people left on the pitch because I had three knockouts that decided not to come back the yeah, second half. That's game breaking. And I, I was at the point that I had two no, I had three people on the pitch. He was every turn knocking me down, fouling what he can to get a pitch clear, walking down the field, and there was still one slight chance of getting up, going for it dodging into a tackle zone of four, three people, and I did it. Failed to go for it for the hit. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, walk in. So I lost that one two to one. Wow. So overall, one win, one tie, two losses. I don't love it, but I felt like I did well. Sure. Things happen. So what is your next tournament that you're going to try this team at? You're going to keep doing this till you get a World Cup, right? Probably, yeah. So the tournament... Matador Bowl. Matador Bowl in Lubbock? I need to check the rules, yeah. I need to check the rules to see if I can even come close to this. And if I can, then yeah, I'm going to test it again. Okay. But we have to have our rosters in soon, and I'm I'm going with Eldro. Okay. It's just a more complete, well-rounded team. I enjoy playing with Jordell more because that's just balls to the wall all or nothing right and probably when it works it works amazing and when it fails yeah you really don't do well but i did create a a match sheet because it's all a while back that mike davies had created a sheet to keep track of your match stats okay oh like when you play somebody Mm -hmm. in a tournament and i saw his and i was like no i don't like that so i created my own and now i have Hmm. places for everything that is neat each round you keep track of stuff and yeah so as place for a name race id what round it is what table so you're, you're going to use this at the tournament at world cup itself using this at every tournament to test out that so if anybody wants to test it out or is interested i can send it to you okay but i used that to keep notes for mystery bowl and it did really well i made some adjustments to it and i need to learn to I think I just need to write in cursive when I'm trying to write fast <laughs> because I can't read my chicken scratch when I try to write in print. <laughs> I think oh, cursive cool. is a little bit better when I'm trying. Well, maybe I'll try your little stat sheet next tournament and see if it helps too. I like it. It allows me to at least remember some stuff. So. Yeah, that's good. But so a, how, how did Michael Lewis do? Um, he, he ended up hating the, the tournament as well. Not oh. the tournament, but his play. Okay. And again, he well, was testing his chaos team. Okay. He was also testing guard on the chaos team instead of block. And he went up against, like, there's a there's a star player that's called the Beast, I think, mm-hmm. or the Creature. And so if you break its armor, you roll a D6, and it turns into that. Like in Scooby-Doo, it unmasks the Creature. Okay. So some of them are like, Officer Johnson or Old Man McGillicuddy. Well, I guess he played against it and knocked it down and it turned into two snotlings. <laughs> so he 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 didn't do great. I don't remember what his exact record was. But again, after we calmed down and went to get some Mexican food, we were just chatting and like, you know, it really wasn't that bad. Because it is such a weird tournament. It's not a great way to test. I'm just basically testing if I can play my team. Right. And I did learn some things. So that's good. But yeah, it's not a perfect, you know, playing against another team. Like if he and I had played, we could 
you know, test it out, but mm-hmm. we also don't want to drive that far and play against each other. <laughs> no, not really. So they had 12 people. You said they had a lot of good prizes. Yeah, tons of stuff. I well, won cool. a halfling pitch. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Brendan Smith up there is doing new laser cutting stuff, and he did the tokens and the awards. It was all really, really nice. I, I was jealous. Should have been. Really jealous. Oh, Jen and her stupid knee. Yeah, stupid knee and no car. Yep. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's turn the table a little bit. Sure. We talked about your tournament. Let's talk about league play here. Um, As you know from the earlier beginning of this episode, when did that tournament final or the league final get played? Well, it wasn't until about... Nearly four, three weeks later? Isn't this technically the end of the January to March League? No, this was the January to... April? uh, May League, I believe. Oh, yeah, because (laughs) we extended it. Yeah, Yeah. we extended it. Um, So, yes, we finally finished the league, whatever the week was right before the World Cup or whatever. And I, I even told... Uh, so I was playing the against women's World Cup. In the soccer. women's World yeah, Cup. I gotcha. That was uh, I was watching that down at the cabin. So end of June. Was it end of June? Mm-hmm. No, it was first weekend in July. That was the World Cup. Yes. Okay. Because I was watching it at Greg's cabin. Okay. Yeah. First weekend in July or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing against the Super Necro team. And this Necro team has werewolves with agility plus one and movement plus one. It's ridiculous. And sidestep, block, dodge, you know, claw, mighty blow, all, all these things. They have um, their whites. There's one with agility plus one. Both have guard and this and that. And really the ghouls are not even a factor. No. Because they have about five guys that are amazing. They have a... He has a flesh golem with a strength up plus one. And... The ghouls are like, okay, so you just have block. You're They're nothing there, else. But whatever. Right. Yeah, it's the freaking werewolves I hate. So his team went into the final. Um, I remember packing up my stuff, and I was like, I'm not, I've been trying to use as many of the inducements out of the Dark Elf magazine, Spike magazine, mm-hmm. as I could. And for this one, I looked at our rosters, and my team was valued at like 1500 I think, and his was... Uh, 1800 and i thought well i'm just gonna take a halfling chef i'm not even gonna take the magazine down. yeah can't take any star players and i don't know what else to do and really extra apothecaries aren't gonna matter this no. is the finals it's all or nothing um i had my one witch one witch elf that i've only had for about i think one and a half game maybe one game maybe two she just has one skill she has block yeah nothing else and then I have a rookie Dark Elf Blitzer, and then I have three other ones. Because he last time I played against his Nurgle team, he killed a bunch of guys. <laughs> so I have one runner, four Blitzers, one Witch Elf, and the rest are linemen. Okay. And uh, like three of those guys had niggling injuries. Um, took the Halfling Chef. First uh, half, he took two of his three rerolls. Really awesome. Jeez. Um, and then through the kickoffs and stuff, I want, kept winning rerolls. We rolled really, I rolled double sixes for the fans. Yeah. And he rolled like, I think 10. So we had like, I think 42,000 fans, which is really high. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that's the first memory I have of a game going into the 40,000s. 
that I can recall. I know nobody cares about that stuff, but I, from a fluff-wise, yeah, I cool do. Yeah, it's cool to us, yeah. So the history of his team is, is he won the league going undefeated last season. He brought the team back this season and played them. Um, I beat him one game and finally broke his streak, and I was just so happy to upset him with all the inducements. And then we played a rematch, and he beat me. And so here we are. We meet in the finals. And here we are, the rubber match. The for rubber this, match of the for season. This season. And I kept teasing him, like, dude, all the other bad luck I've had, I'm going to beat you. You I know, told you. And I was just trying to be positive. And I told Jennifer, I was like, I need him to have bad luck and me to have good luck. Well, the halfling chef have helped in the first half by taking two of his rerolls. He only had one reroll. Yeah. And um, we played the first half. I scored late. I was in full control pretty much the whole half. I actually. Knocked out some of his guys, and of course I can't casualty them, but no. I, I could knock them out. But I had man advantage for just a little bit, and at halftime it was one to nothing. And I'm going like, oh boy, here we go. And of course I had to line up, and then he beats the crap out of my guys <laughs> for that kickoff right before the half ends. Uh, my guys don't recover over getting knocked out, so now I'm playing like 10 men to his 11 at half. Um, he th- picks up the ball, throws a little short dinky pass with his four agility guy to his, his white to his four agility werewolf. And he rolls a one. Jeez. He doesn't re-roll it because in the second half, the halfling chef took all three re-rolls. Oh, damn. I had seven re-rolls in the second half. In the first <laughs> half, I ended the first half. I think I had my two plus the leader, Plus the two I got from him, and then I won one from a kickoff. I didn't use all my rerolls in the first half, which is always a great sign. Oh, yeah. So he drops the ball. Long story short, I I just be elves, and I throw a little pass. I do this, and then I probably get – I probably didn't need to go for it, but I had the Mm reroll. And so – Famous last words. Right. And so it's like – if I go up right now, you know, his werewolf can get to me. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go for it. So I go for it, fail, reroll, fail. Um, <laughs> Stupid tripwire. He does what he needs to do. Luckily, the ball doesn't bounce out. Ball's one square away from the end zone, yeah. though. And uh, he does what he needs to do, gets through my screen, blocks what he needs to do, and he gets that stupid werewolf over there. Well, he wants to put a guy on the ball. And then he had, like, one more go for it. And he's like, well, I'm going I'm to go for it to get the ball. And he goes, go. no, he was one square away from getting uh, there. I'm sorry. One square away from being right next to the ball. Oh, okay. And so then, he had to, basically. Right. He did not fall on the ball. He, yeah, he had to That's go for it. That's a big difference it. because, yeah, you yeah. have to put somebody by That's it. That's what it was. He had two go for it, and he had to do the one to get next to the ball. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do once I get next to it. Well, yeah. He rolls a one. There's no re-rolls. <laughs> don't have to worry about it. So all I had to do is get my guy up, walk over there, grab the ball, walk in the end zone. Wow. I go two nothing, and there's like four plays left. And at this point, I'm like, any other time, me playing a casual game of Blood Bowl, I'd be like, I for sure won this game. Mm-hmm. But you just never know with the speed and yeah. turn back the clocks or the crazy stuff that's happened in our league final game where the craziest crap happened for me to even tie the game to go into overtime so i just try to stay in front of him he starts peeling my guys off um i jump into his cage just to keep kind of stall him i actually hit him long story short 
he scores on the last play that he had of the game, and uh, I win two to one. I upset this juggernaut of a team. That's a team that makes me not want to play the game. It's that good of a team. It's a really good team. He knows how to play them. And like I'm I'm telling people, man, his ghouls are there, but they're they're like they're just fast zombies with block and dodge because his other five players are so good. And it's funny because we you always made fun of Alan for taking four re rolls just in case a halfling chef would take it from you. I know that. Alan was always snake bit on that, so he took four re rolls and he was If he had four re rolls, he yeah. would probably win that game. Um you know, playing Michael, I, I won some of those, you know, cheering fans yeah. and and coaches because he noticed that I had two cheerleaders and I had one coach and I don't know if people know this about me. I I'm probably too stupid, loyal fluff wise. Like if a player has been on my team forever, I don't like to just cut him just because, which is really stupid, Mm -hmm. you know? So like I try to justify like, okay, this guy has a busted movement and a busted agility. I should cut him. I'm going to cut him and hire an assistant coach. He's my new assistant coach. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like if I played Blood Bowl, I'm going to get injured and I'd be <laughs> mad if they cut me. So I make up for what Scott would like the team to do is take care of him. We never so, claim to be smart on this. <laughs> so uh, those came in, both of those came into a factor in that game and helped me win re- re-rolls from him yeah. on the kickoff thing. And he's just like, man, I should... I didn't even think about that. I haven't done that. You know, I haven't thought about it in the couple of leagues we played and anything. He's like, I might start doing that at least close to playoff time just to have that in there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what I do too. <laughs> so I think he learned some things. I learned some. I mean, I played as well as I could for what I had. I had inducements, which in a halfling shelf came up gangbusters. Yeah. And, he had to not place. He had to have some bad dice rolls for me to have some good luck to win the game. I knew that, and it worked out. And I I'm st- the two-time league champ. <laughs> I still remember that game that we played where I was my vampire team with all thralls, and you were the orc team. Uh huh. And I got a four hundred thousand dollar card that took every reroll you had. Right. And you never needed one. Right. At and I, all. And I just torched you. Destroyed I, me. It didn't matter what I did. No. I couldn't roll bad. It was so bad, like. I was, that's the game where I'm like, can I throw to your guy? Like, I don't think you can. No, let's look in the rules because I'm pretty sure I can throw to your guy. I don't want the ball because you're just going to hit me. Take it, please. So I, I was, that was a very good win for Scott's sanity, sanity, <laughs> ego, whatever you needed. Yeah. I, I needed that boost really bad. I came home really happy. I yeah, was, that's, that's great. I was giddy and I was like, you know what? The real world might be kicking me down, but in the Blood Bowl world, tonight, I am the champion. So, yeah. Anyways, the D- Darkota Sea Wolves. That's awesome. Are the champion. Congratulations. We've had, we've had a league now for a lot of seasons, Steve. Yeah, and it keeps getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> well, it does, but we're going to keep it alive somehow. So. Yeah, we got plans. We'll see how it goes. Anyways, I was really proud to beat Michael Grubb. I don't know if I've ever beat him two two times in a season since we started the league stuff. He's a good player. Yeah. I mean, halflings are good. <laughs> huh? Halfling chefs are good. I can't believe that halfling chef worked out so well. Uh, I mean, on the flip side, we've all been on the other side oh, too. Oh yeah, stupid halfling chef only took one re-roll. Mm-hmm. You know, so worked out this hey, time. Three hundred thousand, I got nothing. Or, nothing. Come or on. You, or you take a bunch of re-rolls and then you roll six yeah. both downs or something. You know, double skulls. 
So it's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, so good news on my end on that. Yeah. And um, from your elder thing, I think probably overall you're probably making a better move. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a more controlled thing, and I just have to play that mentality. And like I said, those t- those games, I made a mistake on the Camry team against a Camry team that was not a Camry team. Sure. And I lost. And then the ball bounces to a mummy that's four squares away. The option of hypnogaze has to just at least be such a big help. Instead of the higher risk of jumping in with five agility and trying this. Because I do that and then I just get hit and die. A hypnogaze, you basically hypnotize someone and you're going to be right next to them next turn. But that's okay for the most part. Right. Because, you know, you're using it to do something very specific. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing more about that. Okay. At a later date. And uh, our next tournament, as you said, will be in Lubbock, August 16th. Something uh, like that. I think it's August 17th because I asked off for the Friday, August 16th. So, yeah. August Sounds 17th. About right. Okay. And uh, we'll be back with a mystery segment. Ooh. And we are back with the mystery segment. Ooh, I'm a ghost. Yeah, so I have no idea how long this will actually take or what entirely we're doing. <laughs> but... I don't know what we're doing either. Uh, recently, Pete Nifton tweeted out uh, an episode of a podcast called Story Break Number 74. It's a Blood Bowl po- It's called the Blood Bowl Podcast from 9-14-2018. So last September. Okay, so they do a Blood Bowl show? Nope. Uh, it's a story break. It's called Story Break because what they do is they break down a story for something. For a movie. Okay. So essentially, these guys, I have no idea who they are. They might be screenwriters or whatever. But they are given an idea and then they have to break it into a story and say what that movie version of it would be. Okay, so I say... So it's very interesting... I give you a topic, and then you turn it into a movie. Yeah. Like, you know, Dalmatian dogs. Well, it's a story about, you know, a Dalmatian dog wanting to be a fire dog and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So they do the whole breakdown. So, with you not being a big movie guy, I thought this would be interesting to throw it to you and just see what we come up with. Speaking of terrible movies. Okay. Um. We caught up a lot on our DVR because of Jennifer's knee. Yeah. And like... Really, she just wanted you to feel sorry for her, so she guilted you into watching TV, which you hate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I watched like six and a (laughs) half hours of TV. It was really hard. Anyways, we finally finished the Orville season, and we finished Bob's Burgers and Family Guy. Okay. got all those done. Anyways, um, (laughs) there's... I was making her breakfast, and she goes... Oh, this uh, Dragon Ball Evolution things oh, the on live sci-fi. Action one? And I was like, oh, I heard that's terrible. I said, I doubt I want to watch that. She's like, I don't care what we do. I'm just doped up anyways. Yeah. Just want some food. So I was like, it started to come on. I was like, just pause it. We'll watch it. <laughs> or at least watch the beginning uh, and then laugh. So it was one uh, of those movies that was so terrible. Yeah. The next thing you know, it's 30 minutes in. 
and then you're like, let's just watch five more minutes. I can't believe this is, you know, what's going right. on? And she goes, there's so many white people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be one of the major complaints. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, it's an hour later. And I was like, well, hell, even if I don't want to watch this, I feel like I need to watch it now so I can really complain about this movie. And then once it was over, I apologized to her. She goes, why are you apologizing? And I said, Jen, it's so rare that I just will watch a movie on TV. And I just wasted that moment watching Dragon Ball Evolution. And I won't feel this way for another probably four years. (laughs) I mean, Dino King was worth watching, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that was better than this. This Dragon Ball movie was awful. (laughs) It's. It amazes me sometimes what gets through Hollywood. Yeah. Like somebody greenlit. Like, sure, let's do it. Cash grab for the name rights. That's it. (sighs) It's. Hey, I didn't mean to, like, take away from what you're doing. No, that's. that's I'm just saying, I finally watch a movie at home and it's awful. It's Uh, awful. It's not even a good awful. It's just awful. I noticed that Spider Man Into the Multiverse was on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I put it on. To watch like Please five tell me minutes, it's just as good. And I watched the whole thing, and it's just as good. Okay, Whew. it's such a great movie. She said she rewatched. I believe she said her and the boys rewatched that. Yeah, that's right. still the best Spider-Man movie. That's cool. Anyways, so Blood Bowl movie. Okay, we need a setting, a plot, a main cast, a villain, a struggle, a resolution. And an ending. So we playing like Mad Libs here? No. Going to you to see what you would do. Oh, god! Like if you could make a Blood Bowl movie, any budget, any story, anything, what would you do? Like give me your setting. Modern, oh. after the NEF, before the NEF collapse, the beginnings, the end. Um, Just follow one team. Wow. This is. Wow. Yeah. I feel pressure because I know we're recording live, but then I know like well, I can edit. you can edit. Yeah. You can take as much time as you need. Okay. I'm I'm thinking about that. <laughs> um I there's a part of me that thinks you need everybody to be like the main character to be a human. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if that's the right route to go. Um, I'm going to go with things. <laughs> See, all I want to do is go back and retell stories that I played through my fluffy that's experiences. Um, that's why we're throwing it to you. It has to be a real movie? What, no, what, what no, do no, I no, have no. to have all? You can do... Okay, we just need, a, first off, a setting. A setting would be before the collapse of the NAF. So in 100%. Blood Bowl's heyday? In Blood Bowl's heyday, there's a 40-league team Okay. when it's second edition. Okay. And then we need uh, just the main outline of like a plot. Like, what would the idea of the movie be? <clears throat> Well, I like for instance the uh, plot of the books was, you know, a lowly farmer boy wants stardom, goes joins a famous Blood Bowl team, 
works his way, becomes famous, becomes the champion. I mean, it's not really a movie, though. It's more like a documentary. I was originally thinking, like, you could follow, like, a couple of players through okay. their journeys. But let's just ask that. As much as you I... could. I, I mean... You could do like an anthology called Star Players, where you follow, you know, five different people on different teams or something. Well, so back when we played, you know, we had the, this is all based off my fluff, so it's not really fair, I guess. But the halfling team, we, from what I remember, we looked through the rules several times. You know, ogres are neutral. They're not necessarily evil. Yeah. Why, why can't they play for halflings? And so we allowed halflings to be, pl- or halflings or ogre, two ogres to be played on a halfling team. Yeah. And so that's when these two ogres went to the Greenfield Grasshuggers and it just changed the dynamic of them. And, you know, we got star players out of that. Not necessarily the ogres, but it just changed the whole. It took the team that was always supposed to finish on bottom and gave them kind of almost like a Cleveland Browns season of last year where they went, you know, seven and nine and barely missed the playoff type deal. Yeah. Um, so when you first said this, I was thinking we could follow Sabian Clipsper and the, the Halflings front office as they change ideas on like maybe three men are too slow or they're susceptible to chainsaws at that point yeah. or whatever. So you could follow could be that right team. after the chainsaws got introduced. You could follow the rookie blitzer for the Dwarf Giants, a legendary team who was Daniel Goldhart, who was the dwarf, the young brash dwarf at the time who had the flat top like Brian Bosworth back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, when his team lost, he was shamed, so he would shave his his big beard that you know he was proud of and then he would start the the beard again once they started winning and how he became you know dwarves are known for hitting and stuff but he was known as the little agile running back dwarf blitzer okay from second edition and then the third guy you would follow is the human uh sears mayfeather who we didn't know the races back then but he started off on the athalorn avengers mm-hmm. and then he i'm sorry he started off on the um Elfheim Eagles? Uh, uh, Everbold Unicorns. Okay. As a receiver, because um, we didn't know at the time. We thought they were humans at the time. And then he got traded and got a lot of value, and he went to the Athlone Avengers for a couple, for part of the season. And then he eventually got traded over to the Reekland Reavers. Where So I can see this guy hopping around on teams where teams are going like, he's pretty good. But his skills are because like his skills were like yeah. luck to dodge catch. It wasn't anything on paper that made him special. It's just when that character played and did goofy plays, they all seemed to work. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Like stat wise, you're like, yeah. Well, heck, I'm gonna trade this guy. He doesn't have agility plus two. This other guy does. But I'm gonna trade heart. this for this. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why. And he's an he's a real amalgamation. <laughs> amalgamation. Um, yeah. Uh, amalgam of like me, Robert, and Gary. You know, like he was on one of yeah. Gary's teams. I really believe that it was like 
I know I was looking at like a sales catalog for the store Sears at the time. Yeah. And there was a, a Mayflower bag or something around. <laughs> and that's where we got uh, not Mayflower, but yeah. Mayfeather. Nice. And we all threw that together and Robert drew a picture. And that's how this human yeah. whose stats weren't good always got traded to these other teams because we did trades and stuff, which yeah. were totally unfair. But we were like, oh, of course they'll take him. He's a good player. And then he went to the Reekland Reavers and then he resurged again because second edition was brutal and a bunch <laughs> of the Reekland Reavers were getting killed off left and right, you know, cause we didn't know that star players back then there were star player cards, but when they died, we said they were gone. Yeah. And that's kind of the only reason like Naylor Goldheart came around with the dwarf giants because, um, some other people died and allowed, uh, you know, room for him to a, a rookie blitzer to come yeah. in and stuff. And I just ran the ball exclusively. So if you ask me, it would be almost almost a documentary type piece where you follow three guys on their journey, and they're all different because like Naylor okay, Goldhart's the runner, yeah, who was the rookie, and he averaged over a hundred yards per game because we kept paces stats on paces, yeah, and they were the first team to lock up a playoff position, like like twelve, thirteen games in. I I had that division of the forty season. Uh, yeah, the yeah. sixteen game forty oh. team season. Oh, 40, yeah, yeah, uh, sixteen games yep. forty team season. I think it was like week twelve or whatever. First place in that division was locked up. Boom. Sure. So you have this success, and then through, <laughs> we allowed all these wild card teams in, and we had weird Nurgle rules that always got rewritten based off of did you knows that everybody could catch a disease. <laughs> and then the team got ousted in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. And so the big story that I always missed was, is like, what, what have he had done the next season? You know, they, they learned from their mistakes going forward. So and do then, you want to mainly just follow those three characters? Yes. I would follow those characters because, now, like I said, you have do. Naylor Goldhart do that. Yeah. You have Sears getting moved around the league, but improving everywhere he goes, even yeah. though his game stats don't say that he has the, enough game. Mm -hmm. And then that's why he's one of my most favorite characters in our league, because when Gary started playing with us in our home league for 10 seasons, Sears Mayfeather became a player again Ugh. that seemed to just do good things. Yes. Everywhere he, was the bane he went, of my existence. and he was the only player in our league that we allowed to get traded mm -hmm. to the old world uh, patriarchs yep. or the new world patriarchs, where Spence, Stanley Spencer, took him on, and he became a legend, and he became yeah. our first legendary star player. That's what I would do because you have all three. This guy's journey is a journeyman, okay, but who always succeeds. The halflings team they try something different and they start to get success, and then the so the what's the struggle? Is there no struggle? Is it just following them? Um, or if you want to just follow them, we could introduce a, a storyline, basically second edition, Dungeon Bowl. You could have like a Grandmaster come in and recruit them for a mystical, you know, getting the best players you off could. of every league. Yeah, you could do that. To, you know, make a Dungeon Bowl okay. game. Sure, we could do that. I mean, why not? Okay. I don't. I don't know. There's so many stories to be oh, told. Oh yeah, there's, there's just so many ways. <laughs> All right. So, what other goofy things are you going to try to get me to do? Well, it basically would be like if you had a villain. So we need like a struggle or a villain, something to go against. Well, I mean, if you're big, just doing the documentary a, thing, a big it's not struggle as could be, um, from my perspective, could be Nick Threehorn because he was the commissioner at the time. Who, okay. in the fluff, the reason this collapses right is because yeah. he's taking money and. Runs off with the Dallas Cow, 
dark side cowboy cheerleaders and stuff. So he could be the whole bad guy in all this, really. He could be the guy who, fine, I don't care. I want to make as much money as I can. Let the halflings take uh, some ogres. Yeah. And they'll get success, and those stupid halflings will buy more T-shirts. I'll get more money. Um, Maybe he doesn't like that the dwarf giants, you know, took the division so quick. And so he set it up with, now we have wildcard teams for the first time ever. Yeah. And the Nurgle team that doesn't really deserve to be there has these crazy dumb sickness rules. <laughs> I mean, but knocks them out of the playoffs. Yeah. So there's corruption. And then maybe Sears Mayfeather keeps getting pushed to team to team to team. So Almost. do they eventually find the corruption out and they go against it? Or is this just... I think that it worked itself out, right? <laughs> Didn't he leave? Well, yeah. Well, maybe there's a reason he left. I don't know. Maybe they force him out? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Yeah, maybe they're going to threaten to force him out and that's what gets him to leave. Okay. Maybe they find out. I don't, I don't know. I'm not real good at this. Oh, well, no. It's, it's perfectly like fine. The cuff. And Well, yeah. I just threw this on you. The ending is always the hardest part. Okay. But yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, if we're following I, I, them. I think if you said the ending, maybe they out all this, and then like Nick Threehorn's gone forever, and everybody, that's the the current story, mm-hmm. right? He was never found. I think it'd be awesome if like at the end of the credits of the movie, you know, Nick Threehorn's counting his money, or he just got done mm-hmm. belting it out with some Dallas Dark Side <laughs> cheerleaders, and then like he walks into the room to wash his face, and there's Morgan Thor, the howitzer, and uh. he just... He just spikes him through and then disappears because it is teleports, you know, teleports out of there or something. Okay. So you got to have some chaos all-star yeah. element because if you, if we started over and you said, follow one team, chaos all-stars is who you got to follow that because seems... they're the ragtag yeah. group that's supposed and to work And you could play together. with the different races and yeah, stuff. you could. But if we did do, I mean, if he's trying to influence the league, maybe he takes out insurance policy on the biggest stars so he tries to get him killed and they start talking well, to each I other mean, and that would fit in our old fluff because we were playing with these star players and we we're like well these guys are legends and they're dying really yeah. quickly because that game was just brutal back then yeah so he starts taking out these random insurance policies and you know they come to find out like why is everything going so wrong now you know you do well for 12 games or so and then mm-hmm. you get screwed and everyone starts dying and the last three players they go to your bar the black hearts bar and Ooh. have a drink or something they go. start to talking and come to find out you know there's been a price on their head and track it back to the commissioner who has the insurance policy so they somehow stop themselves from getting assassinated out the commissioner as the one who put the price on the head and then, they- and then he takes off with the money and then they send some big guy in to get him. Or just an assassin. Yeah. Because he's pissed off the wrong people. Yeah, it could. All right. We can that go with works. that. That's a movie. All right. That's really all I had. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I thought we had to name actors and crap like that. So, if we did, off those three, play- off oh, those three players, who uh, would you do? Oh, boy. I'm terrible at this part. Oh, I know. This is part of the fun. This is the fun? <laughs> Actors, editor, no, uh, um, director. If I was getting a halfling, I would get Andy Circus to be the halfling and then just digitize it. Yeah, I mean, he's just great, anyways. Yeah, so I would do that. That's fair. And then I'd get Andy Circus to be the dwarf. <laughs> so it's an all Andy Circus movie? 
<laughs> I'm not hating the idea. Um, Peter Jackson to direct it. <laughs> who who would be a good dwarf? I, I mean, don't know. If you could make like, okay, if you're asking me, and I don't know if the guy can act. If you take the football Texan J.J. Watt. <laughs> And you can somehow yes. film him where he's short, like a dwarf. Yeah, you can do that. No problem. He's athletic. He's got the flat top. Boom. Put a he big seems like beard a cool guy. On him. Yeah. Yeah. That, and he could perfectly he's, he's play that Bosworth type guy. He's my dwarf. Yeah. And then um, for Sears Mayfeather, Paul Rudd? A young Paul no. Rudd? I don't know. It, only if you're going for like the likable, affable, succeeds when he shouldn't. So well, that's he's kind of the... As long as that's what you're going for, not like the the super awesome, you know, main like Brad Pitt or something. No, type. no, he's supposed. To, in my mind, Ball he's Rudd always works. been the person that like. He's just you don't think every time you see him, you're like, well, we're not having a problem tackling that guy. Yeah, we're so versing him. He's just a dude. He's succeeding in look spite at, of himself. Look at this nerd, yeah. and then he whoops him. Okay, and then you're going like, oh, that's a perfect choice then. So. Maybe a younger Paul Rudd or no, somebody like that. Paul Rudd that. now but, is fine. Yeah. yeah. But he He's be... been around the season for a few years. So there you go. And? For Morg? No. Oh. We had three players. You named two. I said Andy Circus for the halfling. Oh, for both? He's the halfling. Oh, And, and J.J. Watt yeah, is yeah, the yeah. dwarf. Okay, I thought you were changing. Okay. No. I like it. I mean, it. Billy Barty's not alive. Otherwise, he'd be the... Well, yeah. We're going to get a digital <laughs> Billy Barty to be the halfling owner. That'd be cool. And Nick Threehorn needs to be played by... Some like, sleazy villain type. Steve Buscemi, right? He's not as... He's more just sleazy. Yeah. He's creepy sleazy. I'm thinking like John Hamm or someone. Mm. Some like, you know, distinguished, but you wouldn't think they were trying to screw you over. That might work. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> a little too old. Does that stop anybody now? No. I mean, not at all. all it right. really doesn't. It's kind of amazing. All right. Well, then it's Peter Cushing then. Well, that could that could be done. <laughs> if, if we're not, doesn't matter anymore. We got the money to throw at it. Sure. <laughs> and uh, somewhere, Edward, Edward Burns could be um, Sears Mayfeather. I mean, I don't know if it. He's the same as he used to be, but you know, my, one of my favorite movies, I don't yes. know, but one of my favorite movies is, you know, she's the one. Why don't so. you just have him direct it then? No, I don't think he would do a great job of that. <laughs> we want a crappy, passable movie. We can get John Favreau. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He could, he could do okay. Uh, Guillermo del Toro doing a Blood Bowl movie would be amazing. Well, then, at that point, I would want it to only be about the Chaos All-Stars. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, No, he has he has a ball for his hand, you see. His head is a ball. <laughs> and see, what would be good about the fluff that I played in is these are the stories that I really, really remember. And yeah. the two teams that w were in the finals was the Oldheim Ogres and the Orkland Raiders. And the Orkland Raiders won it all. Okay. I mean, so it wasn't like any one of our top five teams and yeah. we, you know, we just divided that league up and split it three ways and that was just a team so it's really weird that it wasn't like a top team of one of ours 
You know, because when you're yeah. a little kid, you kind of slant anyways towards like, oh, well, let this happen because of it's my favorite. And, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. I mean, it was so <laughs> bad that the, the guys, it was two teams I controlled and nobody wanted to play against me because they yeah. hated the Oakland Raiders and they hated the Old Time Ogres. So I had to play a game by myself. That's super sad. And at the same time, it was really fun because I got to say both my teams were in the finals. You, and you won and lost both. <laughs> I won and lost. But the, and, and again, I didn't cheat. Yeah. My second controlled team, because we ranked them. So, like, if you played your – my team played one against my own mm-hmm. teams. My second team I picked was the old-time Ogres. And I couldn't even win the Blood Bowl. <laughs> That's what's bad. <laughs> I didn't, like, even cheat to, like, make sure I won the Blood Bowl with yeah. my team. Which would – Probably I should have done that in hindsight. Yeah, it makes for a good story. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, what about a name for the movie? Just Blood Bowl? Uh, Blood Bowl. Um, man. I would no, think you got to have something else. I mean, Blood, uh, Blood and Guts has been done before, hadn't it? That was the comic. Oh, okay. Um, Pitch Wars? No. You probably just want it to call Blood Bowl. Since Blood Bowl is the sport, technically, yeah. you want to go play some Blood Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you can introduce introduce the universe. This is the world of Blood Bowl. Yeah, for sure. It it's, got to, it's got to be that humorous, violent type world. Yeah. Bob and Jim. Bob and Jim. We got to have um, Pete Nifton design a lot of the stuff. Pete Nifton could be Jim. Pete Nifton could be Jim. Wow. We, we, we got that <laughs> And done. you can be Bob. All right, I'm in. There you go. Let's do this. Now we, we've got it perfectly cast. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's all we need. Uh, lots of cheerleaders. Yep. And yeah. I, I don't want the slant in it, too, at some point. Yeah, of course. Um, I want them around, and they're going to look more closer to alien, lizard aliens. Well, like you're doing the, the, the sports center update, and you can see sure. that one picture of for a sure, For sure, for uh, sure. Out of a scrum coming with the ball. For sure. That would be awesome. I'm with you. Um, we had, when we played Dungeon Bowl, not that it's related, there was Dean Overwald. He was the little brother of Griff. Yeah. Who was really good in Dungeon Bowl, but never good enough to make it to the big leagues. Oh, okay. So we had him in our. That'd be cool. Because the big team in that was the Blood Axes, I believe, the ones that were like humans and dwarves. They were the oh, orange yeah, team yeah. on the box yeah. and stuff. And so... I, I created Dean Overwald as like, he's really good in there, but he's not good enough for the big leagues. Right. So, it's a whole different game. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I really hope they do Dungeon Bowl as the next set. That'd be amazing. They won't see. No, probably not. But Dungeon Bowl can be the sequel to the movie. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. We follow Dean Overwald. Yep. <laughs> hey. and, and Laughing Harry the Mad because he was a wonderful player. He was just a dwarf. Okay. Sitting sit in one of those dungeon rooms. He didn't give a crap about the ball. But when somebody ran by, he'd run over him, hit him, and then laugh. So like he was the <laughs> scary, crazy dwarf that you would hear uh. laughing, and he was supposed to put fear into your like, So he's been playing a game that's been going on for twenty three years. Right. Like you you run down this hall and then all of a sudden you start hearing laughing and you're like, Oh hell no. And here comes <laughs> this little crazy dwarf. Mm-hmm. Played by Andy Circus, who's really <laughs> crazy, and all he wants to do is maim you. He wants to hurt you, stomp you, whatever. And then, then he goes back to just roaming the halls, just giggling to himself and talking to himself. Laughing Harry the Mad. 
why is it I've known you for this long and we've done this podcast for this long and that's the first I've heard of this dude? I swear I've talked about it before, but I might not have. Maybe I mean, not. our listeners would know more than we because we yeah. never remember what we talk about. But laughing, and I don't even know why. Laughing Harry the Mad sounds too long now as an adult. Yeah, it but works. that's what I named him. And he was just, he just roamed I like it. things. So. Okay. I All think right. that's a segment. All right. Well, that's that's different. Now I know why you didn't tell me this. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything in advance. Wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, that's true. I would have had like... I think it came out well. Okay. It's a better version than what they came up with, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So if you are interested, go check out that podcast. It was kind of hard to find. What was it called? It was called Story Break, but I think that it's actually something else. Colon Story Break? I'm not positive, but Story Break 74... From September 14th, 2018. And they talk about Blood Bowl. They talk about Blood Bowl as if it, they were making a movie. Okay, cool. I'll maybe check that out if I listen to <laughs> yeah. podcasts anymore. Okay, well, we'll be back with some shout outs. All right. It's the end of the night and the end of this podcast. Shout out! Shout outs have become the thing that we're doing. Yay! I don't know. So, first off, uh, we have a review on Podbean, which we apparently got two months ago from Ina Gigolina. It says, Great to hear Mr. Nifton. Oh, that's awesome. That was all they said, but that's good enough. Well, that was so specific that I thought, like, you were going to say, like, good podcast, and that's it. I'll be like, is that a real person that said this? <laughs> Never know. Um, next one is a four-star review. Four? That says, still one of my favorite BB podcasts from Evil7Ash from June 3rd. I guess we haven't checked uh, no, we iTunes haven't. in a while. Given the overall quality of the content produced, Both Down is still among my top three Blood Bowl podcasts. The past few episodes were a bit of a letdown, though. Way too much rambling about food and such. The Oklahoma Bowl episode wasn't really about the tournament, and part two was way too repetitive. Digging the interview with Pete Nifton, but expected some actual tourney coverage, such as top team lineups, etc. Hope the guys can focus on Blood Bowl again some more in the future. In the meantime, it's still f- it's four stars for old time's sake. Hmm. That's valid. I mean, okay. I don't fault him. We have been slacking kind of and it so it's it's kind of hard we so does that mean he wants to hear like oh here's the top four teams and here's what their build was i think so okay. we never thought about that before i mean we could i thought people get bored of that we look we don't know what people want until you tell us so right. obviously at least this guy has an opinion that you know we could do better i don't disagree with that we then you need to get better steve we do but it's Becoming kind of hard when we have a new set release every three months or so. So we want to cover that. Sometimes it's a lot, so we got to do that two times. Um, you've been a little bit harder to schedule with because of your job working sure. at nights. I've been harder to schedule with because I've been doing 10-hour days, which kind of screw things up. I was... I'm, I'm not going to kid you. After Oklahoma Bowl, I didn't want to deal with Blood Bowl, period, <laughs> for a while. No, I get that. No, you know what? You can give us a four-star review all day long as long as you put the feedback in to yeah. why. Yeah, and I don't, again, I don't disagree. I, I would love to just go back to just doing fun fluff stuff, but then we'd have to do like two podcasts a month, which I don't, honestly, we've talked about before. 
right. but it's just hard to do. And then I've got the World Cup report going on on the other side. And Scott's got, you know, two more kids in the house and Jen and all that. Well, you so, know, that's interesting, though. I did not really think that people would care yeah. about maybe the top three teams at Oklahoma Bowl's roster. Yeah. I mean, is that what it is? Yeah, what he's saying? I absolutely. did not hear that wrong. I'm happy to go over those. That's a lot, really I mean, easy for us. I mean, we have them. We can start doing that going forward if people yeah. care. I mean, so, it, it is an interesting idea. We're posing that question to people out there. Are you in or is it just, um, what's his name? Lucky Evil Seven's, Seven Ash. Evil Seven Ash. Is it only Evil Seven Ash that's interested in this or uh, are people? Um, yeah. And do we talk a lot about food? Yeah, because we get feedback on like, you didn't talk about the restaurants you went to. So we're trying to, you know, hold the line on both sides. We, <laughs> yeah, we understand. Constructive criticism is never a bad thing. No, not at all. So I appreciate the feedback, and you're telling us why is four stars. Absolutely. Uh, we have a feedback from Brad Burren. It's a five-star review. The number one Blood Bowl podcast in, and then five stars. A great entertaining show where two dudes from Oklahoma, USA, obviously, share their love of Blood Bowl. They unabashedly share their love of the fluff of the game, as well as be real individuals. I follow this podcast religiously for its fun, lightheartedness, and passion about a game. Thanks to Prime and Kilowog. Adult language and contents at times. Don't listen if you're offended by everything. As I said, there are real guys who are hilarious, in my opinion. Aw. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. Well, thank you for the reviews, people. And we do try to be real, obviously. I mean, we talk about the car and everything. Because yeah. people want to know. This is a podcast... But we're not like some podcasts where we're like, oh, we're just doing a podcast to sell stuff or, well, you know, we're trying to be official or we're us. Uh, absolutely. I've always said the favorite, my favorite podcasts that I listen to are usually the ones that I feel like I'm in the same living room with yep. those people. And if they've had a bad moment in life or maybe they've learned something, yeah, they can reflect that out and, and just go forward with it. I mean, so. Realistically. We want you to feel like if you sat in a room with us, you know exactly how we are. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Because the first yeah, couple of episodes, we were very much. And then on this one, we did this and like, yeah, that's just not us. Let's just well, be us. It's it's hard to find the happy medium of where to be. And yeah. I don't know if we're ever going to reach that. And yeah, sometimes we slack on some things and other times, you know. Some people tell us, like, we've had a fantastic episode. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and then other times I do, we I we do what I think is a great episode. And, you know, we don't have the hits compared to, like, other episodes. Yeah. So it's just a odd. But we do appreciate feedback. So if you're one of those people that love to hear a roster breakdown of the winner of Oklahoma Bowl, we'll tell you. I mean, yeah. it just never even occurred to me you'd always email us too we're happy to send it to you whatever because a lot of times tournaments me and steve have this conversation where we go like well we could talk about this tournament but does anybody care yeah and i think a lot of that's because typically when i listen to a podcast i don't care but that's me you know i'm also in it for the more the fluff and the fun versus the, the you know the exact the strategy. you know strategy and all this and right as you can tell from my gameplays i'm not a good strategist <laughs> uh, we had a shout out from jay anderson from australia Ooh. he's 
Uh, he got a mat from Jack at Maelstrom, and apparently Jack had sent him the wrong size, but he sent him a new one and without having to send the old one back, and he just wanted us to give a shout-out to Jack. All right. So well, I mean, we're more than happy to. Maelstrom does incredible stuff. Anytime I'm online, I always, you know, when someone's like, where do I get a pitch made, Maelstrom? No other answer. Just go. Right. Um, Sean Burke, also from Australia. He's one of our biggest fans. He would probably say he's our biggest fan, and I would probably not doubt him. He is looking for old both down dice. So yes, he Ford, was old Oklahoma dice or something. Old Oklahoma dice. Anything I th- I we've made. I thought he had everything. Not from the beginning. He's missing some stuff. Okay. So that's why he hit me up. I'm like, hey, do y'all have any old dice? And I'm like, what we have, Steve has. And yeah. So he's looking for old dice that maybe people are willing to part with for his yeah. collection. Okay. So if you're out there and you have some old Blood Bowl dice, let us know. So Oklahoma Bowl 1 or 2 or 3. Do we know what Anything. numbers? Um, he can make a list, but I don't think he... He okay. might have sent it to me, but we know he's going to listen this way right away. So, Sean, if you need specific like tournaments and stuff, let us know, and we can l- let the world know. Yeah. Shout out to John Peterson, who was telling us about uh, the Elf Union team. How he said it's <laughs> basically a big pain in the butt to put together, and that he's not the only one that said that. <laughs> right. Dustin is probably ready to kill me now after putting <laughs> together another Elf team. It's just elves, right? It's all the it dark elves, the wood elves. The... And he's telling us that we really need to hit Gen Con at some point because it's the place to be. Yeah, I basically told him, you know, I don't have that much interest in playing the games. I'd probably just spend all the time in the vendor room. He's like, do it. It's great. Go. I really feel like sometimes, sometimes I wish we could predict where life's taking us better. But at the same time, if we knew three years in advance, we might not do a lot of things that we do today. If I'm thinking with you and Jen being a thing now, you guys should plan for like next year or the year after to go there. That's what I'm saying too. It's yeah. like we really need to hit Gen Con because I would love to years. hit it just as just an to experience. go as a, a fan. Maybe sounds crazy. Maybe not even play Blood Bowl. Just go to take in because the Blood Bowl is going to take a whole day. Yeah, I mean it's apparently, four rounds, right? Apparently there are like four tournaments this year. Really? Yeah. There's like sevens the and... Critter Cup, there's the regular tournament, and then a couple others that might pop if they get well, enough people. Good. Well, that's good for the... Yeah. I mean, if you're going to run a bunch of tournaments, Gen Con's a place to be. But I know, I think the first time I'd go, I'd want to just go demo games and hit the dealer's hall like all weekend. Yeah. And <laughs> this, I don't want to sound like Big Shot or anything, but I know if we go to like the Super Show events... My Scott Prime character is known, and so is Jennifer's J.K. Brawling character. So people would love to, like, oh, let's have a match and do this and that. So, like, I don't know. We need to hit it sometime. Maybe we can get press credentials. You know, I didn't think about that. I mean, Johnny used to. It might be something to look into for sure. Maybe we should just get a booth and sell dice, Steve. Oh, yeah, we can can do that. I mean, the booths are probably, what, $2,000? Oh, yeah, that'd be no problem. I'll just lose, you know, $3,000. Well, having to ship it all and everything yeah okay sounds good shout out to alexander weiss who wrote in to us to remind me about the dreaded doc, uh, taco bell packet game that we had up in chaos cup and how i forever tease him about the norse with no name norris team um if if you're a fairly new 
listener to both down we were playing chaos cup it was round six <laughs> i was having a pretty good tournament from what i remember up until this point was that the uh, tournament that you went three wins and then you started going down <laughs> yeah i believe so i think i went three I'm pretty sure that was the tournament I had a really good first day yeah uh then i started running into the swedish te- national team there and they took me out rounds two and uh i'm sorry rounds four and five and then i played you know one of the better german players in the world alexander so residing in canada at the time um so we're playing and as he's smashing my players off the field he just starts handing me these taco bell packets (laughs) and i'm laughing now oh yeah but the you were not laughing at the time scott at the time was ready to take this guy out on a bag of rock with a bag of rocks and just smash him into pieces because i was so frustrated at at Blood Bowl itself, and then Scott's handing me these Taco Bell packets. They're like, "Would you marry me?" Oh, having a bad day or and whatever. He it snuck was. one into your your stuff. Yeah, I think that was the "Would you marry me?" one. I yeah. think. Yeah, it was. He snuck one into like my dice bag stuff. <laughs> and anyways, it's it's gone down as the the Taco Bell packet game, and it's been trying. <laughs> Michael Lewis has tried to recreate the situation. When we were at, a, I believe, a Spiky Cup or Oklahoma Bowl where he starts smashing me and he starts giving me <laughs> these Taco Bell packets. So this is every bit of four, four maybe five years yeah. ago. And like, He's mentioning seeing me in Dornburn when yeah, I go. Yeah. And I was thinking, can I take Taco Bell packets to... <laughs> I, to I wish you wouldn't have said that because I was going to ask you, like... I'm going to give you some Taco Bell packets because there's some blank ones. And I'm going to write in there like, screw you, bud. Or <laughs> I don't know blah, blah, blah. if I can, though. I don't uh, know either I'm, since they're liquid. I'm Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to find some ones over there. I could. <laughs> and write in there. I'm sure there's Taco Bells over there somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, it was wonderful hearing from Alex once again. I hope he's doing well. And it looks the like they might bring some Germans to Chaos Cup next year. Oh, that's cool. Good Lord. Well, if we want to skip a chaos cup, <laughs> skip that one because European, the Europeans are going to be there. And then finally, we have our contest, which is coming up to close soon. Ends seven thirty-one, maybe a little bit later, since we've been a little slower. Sure. So just send your best fluff for your team. Um, I've had to, a couple of entrants already to the to our email address both down podcast at gmail.com it's really based off my opinion so uh whoever wins gets a, a lovely t-shirt right yep so and it's all up to scott so <clears throat> yay so you know i'm sure some, has keller sent one in keller reeves i don't think so no. some joke team that he thinks is really funny no he's doing his stand-up now all right that he thinks is funny Ooh. Oh, well, I think we should probably uh, end the podcast because... Uh, I no, think that, that was the burn, but yeah, at the Yeah, I was going to say the fire think... department's coming because of that burn. <laughs> you know, speaking of Keller, even though he doesn't listen to podcasts anymore, probably, maybe I don't not. Know. I think I'm, I'm really proud of him for sticking with that. Yeah. Because he's like, I want to do this, and he's done it now for a while. If you want to do something, stick to it. Of course. That's the secret. Just like running Blood Bowl tournaments. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Springfield guys. Absolutely. For running a a tournament tournament. yourself and just keep doing it. Even if numbers go down lower next year, continue. I remind people all the time. First Oklahoma Bowl, I think, had 20 people. The second had 14. That included me and Steve playing. So, And then it it felt like everything was dying because the Dallas 
people broke up. The Tulsa group broke up. And then the next year it spiked back up and then it's gone up ever since. Yeah. So just keep plugging away at it. You'll start to get a reputation of, oh, metagames. I remember them. You know, and I yeah. can't wait to get there next year. So, like I said, it's a great place to play. Great people. I had a great time. Good. Any, anything else? I am done, sir. I am wiped out, too. Then we will call this a day, and hopefully we'll get another episode out whenever we do. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully Scott gets a car, so that'll make things a lot easier on us. That that will be amazing if I can get that done really soon. But thanks for all the well wishes and thinking of us and everything else, and we'll see you later. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Zoinks! 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 Zoin